Central Time. Um, and I wanted to just do a live stream. I wanted to go through um, uh, some court documents for, for Richard Kane's case, where he actually got a settlement. And I'm not sure if the targeting stopped after that or if it kept going, but I do know that he got, uh, you know, he got implants out of his body and out of his two sons' bodies and then got a settlement from court. So to get uh just to kind of pump me up and maybe pump other people up uh i found that when i when i do play uh prince Aldier's uh videos they demonetize my videos but uh i just use it for like banner ads or whatever uh so that's not really a big deal so i'm going to play a couple of like two two videos just to kind of get warmed up and Kind of get myself in the right headspace, uh, and I've got a lot of I've got a lot of information to go through, and maybe it depends on which all what you guys put in the chat, um, and we can go through some other stuff too. Uh, I woke up about let's see what I woke up at about eight tonight, so I'm probably going to be. Uh, I guess that's that's a stereotype, right? That's to say a little person was trying to fight his way out of my torso with like a, a heated up knife. Um, but let me, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and play like two videos just to kind of get myself in the right headspace, wait for some more people to get in the chat, and then I'll start going through documents. Um, and I'm going to have to go back. Uh, last time I had a page open. Well, I'll get I'll get that going. Um, you know, while I play these videos. Um, but give me one second, guys. I'm gonna go ahead and screen share and play some videos real quick. I'm gonna do my entire screen. link um you just go to flow of wisdom richard king 
uh, in YouTube, see flow of wisdom, Richard King. There's an interview that Flow of Wisdom did uh, with Richard King, and I think this was maybe before uh, he got the settlement, uh, but this is a very, very good interview to watch. It explains how, uh, you know, Richard King was implanted at a certain hospital, and so were his two sons. was placed on him um, and I'm not sure if the targeting stopped. Um, anybody in chat, if you do know if his targeting stopped or heard anything about that, uh, you know, please let me know or let me know in the comments. Uh, but I wanted to go just go through um, the summons in the, in the civil action that he put in. So, uh, you know, United States District Court for the Central District of California, Richard L. Kane, a lawsuit has been filed against you within 21 days after service of the summons on you, not counting the day you received it, or 60 days if you are the United States or a United States agency. Emails, but I don't think he responds to a lot of them. I think he kind of, uh, kind of walked away from all of this. Um, he got the settlement. Uh, he got. I think he got the implants taken out of, of him and his sons. Uh, I'm not sure if the targeting then stopped after this, but it's important for us to see who he brought the suit against. The United States District Court, Central District of California, Richard Kane, an individual plaintiff versus Barack H. Obama, President of the United States, the United States Department of Defense, uh, Chuck Hagel in his official and individual capacity as Secretary of Defense, United States Central Intelligence Agency, John Brennan in his official and individual capacity as Director of Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, this is one, uh, this is a, the, the next one's a very important one because I've never heard of them being involved in this. Uh, Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command, uh, Pat Brady, in his official in individual capacity as Chief of Naval Operations, um, United States Army Research uh, Material Command, John McHugh, in his official capacity and in individual capacity as Secretary of the Army, Level 3 Communications of Private Entity, Alfred Mann. So, Complaint for Damages. Oh, oh, and he keeps going, hold on, hold on. And he names his, his hospital. Um, so, Alfred Mann Foundation, a private entity. Um, Cottage Center for Advanced Imaging, a private entity. 
Cottage Health System, a private entity, Dignity Health, a private entity, Sansom Clinic, a private entity, Pueblo Radiology, a private entity, uh, KAI Kinder, MD, uh, in his individual capacity, Sean Snodgrass, MD, in his individual capacity, uh, Ali R. Safari, MD, in his individual capacity. Where, and where was I there? Hold on. Um, Stephen Hartsman, MD, in his individual capacity. Thomas C. Daughters, MD, in his individual capacity. Arthur, Arthur A. Lee, MD, in his individual capacity. Nishant Mehta, MD, in his individual capacity. Donald Rink, MD, in his individual capacity. Uh, Raymond Mastrovito, MD, in his individual capacity. Ramona Clark, MD, in her individual capacity. John Wrench, MD, in his individual capacity. Uh, Kenneth R. Daughters, in his individual capacity. Simon, uh, Simon Med Imaging, a private entity. Sansom Diabetes Research Institute, a private entity. Unknown federal agents, and uh, DOES-1 through DOES-100. Those are the defendants there. And then I want to read, uh, read the violations. And I want you guys, uh, please get this document and, and look at it. We need to, you know, we need to research this because he did get a settlement uh, and gag order from this. So I think he basically just brought suit against all the people who, you know, who are involved in this kind of, uh, you know, pyramid of people giving the defense contracts and then people who are actually, um, you know, who are doing the research and development. In his case, he went after the hospitals that put the uh, implants in him directly, uh, but may not have been. Um, and I think, see, when he says at the bottom, he puts in uh, unknown federal agents, DOES-1 through DOES-100. So, He's, he's going after the hospitals that actually put the implantation into him. Um, and then and, and then saying, you know, uh, federal agents who would be who would be part of the contractors who are doing the research and development. So complaint for damages, civil rights violations, declaratory and injunctive relief, the Bivens action, Bivens uh, conspiracy to violate Fourth Amendment, unreasonable search and seizure in violation of 42 U.S.C. and uh, from, I guess that's 1983, uh, 42 U.S.C. 1985 and 42 U.S.C. 1986. Uh, Bivens conspiracy to violate Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments, due process rights in violation of 42 U.S.C. Uh, from from all those different years, I guess those were court decisions using the 42 USC um, clause. I guess uh, I don't understand the law that well, uh, but I do know that this document is very important. You know that James Wahlberg um, James Wahlberg got a settlement, uh, and he actually went after. He brought suit against the individual. Uh, not the uh, not the agency that the individual was working for, but the actual individual that did it to him and got settlement. 
and I think also a gag order. Um, and I'm not going to read through all that. I'm going to see if there's some other good information in here. So it goes back over the defendants in the case. And I do want to read the preliminary statement. Um, guys, I, kind of, I want to go to... Wait, I'm going to go back to my page. Darn it. Didn't I bring that up? Oh, here we go. Okay. So, hey, guys, how are y'all doing tonight? Are y'all feeling okay? Are y'all getting some comfort, a little bit of comfort? Laura, having to lay down 10 minutes, sit you five minutes, lay down 10 minutes all afternoon from the concussions and heat blast in my body from the houses next door. It's not going to be sitting here. That's cool, Laura. Um, the link, uh, Truth Devoured, um, let me put the link up on the page again and go through it. That's it. We all need to get that link. It's really important. Um, and y'all, y'all go through this um, because this is this is what I think. Okay, that I'll just I'll I'll say the link, but you can get it. Like if you watch this video, you play back the video. Uh, just uh, you know, just pause the page and get the link from from the top. But it's HTTPS. Uh, colon forward slash forward slash flow of wisdom dot files dot wordpress dot com forward slash 2015 forward slash zero six forward slash cane dash v dash department dash of dash defense dash et dash al dot pdf so so when we finish this live stream, just go back and uh, and freeze the page and get the uh, get the link. I, I think you can get the link on um, when I'm doing this on Google Hangouts. I hope that y'all are getting links. Like, I hope they're showing up on the page. Um, but but this is this is my thought. Um, there are doctors out there, and, and Richard Kane found one. You know, he found a doctor who did imaging and took took implants out of him and his two sons. So they're out there. They're hard to find, though, um, you know, because I'm very, very certain that, you know, I have at least an implant uh, near my, my left jaw, either in the second to back tooth or uh, when, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Um, and I'm trying to find a doctor who will do imaging on that side, you know, that side of my jaw and then be able to take the, uh, the actual implant out. Now, when I had that, then you can go to a lawyer, you know, call a lawyer, present this case, uh, how, how he, um, what's the word for it, uh, how he brought this case against the defendants, he had the implants, and then you have a case, then you have a case. Now, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, these actions of experimentation on us with implantation, uh, with other catalysts, such as nanoparticulates and nanotechnology, even if you get this in court, and let's say you got it to the Supreme Court, you said, I don't want a settlement. I want to go through with it. I want, you know, a jury of my peers, or I just, I want to try and get it to the Supreme Court. There's the danger of uh, these cases being redacted. 
because of national security. So that's what, you know, targeted justice is trying to get passed. Um, that's why a lot of these, uh, these targeted individuals who did get settlements, I think, um, I think that's why they didn't just keep bringing the case where they did take the settlement because uh, the, the courts would, uh, would say, hey, this is national security. We can't even talk about this. Um, but, I mean, we're trying to get closer and closer to that. Uh, but that, that's one of my goals. I just, I cannot find a doctor. And it's usually, the problem is, is that when a targeted individual, I think there have been some targeted individuals to go outside of the country to get imaging of where their implant would be and their implant, or at least, uh, you know, a couple of the implants they have and then remove uh, outside of the United States. Uh, but they're reluctant, um, you know, because there's a lot of deceit and there's a lot of COINTELPRO and, people have a hard time trusting each other in our community. So it's not, um, you know, people aren't just uh, like, oh yeah, I went to this doctor and they got my implant out and here's the name and they spread it all over the, the TI community. That's not really happening. So I'm in search of that. Um, I'm in search of that. And I think there will be more doctors uh, coming along in, in, in the very near future who, are, or who will do this, who will do this imaging and take it out. A lot of doctors will not because it is, uh, you know, a lot of uh, doctors will say, you know, oh, that's government. I can't touch that stuff. And they feel like they cannot, uh, you know, that they'll get in trouble. They'll get arrested for interfering in government experimentation. So those are, those are huge speed bumps. They're speed bumps, but I feel as we move forward, um, they won't be as hard to get over. Uh, but we really need to look at this case just go back uh, when when the uh, when the live stream is over. But I'm going to go ahead. I want to read the pre preliminary statement because this says a lot about you know what he was going to court for. He had the implants of him and his sons, his two sons. Uh, it'd be a good idea to watch that YouTube video on flow of wisdom so you can understand exactly what happened. Uh, now, when I think about when I could have been implanted. I could have either gotten my implant when I was born because I was a sickly baby, um, you know, and I, I did have to take special formula and stuff like that. An implant could have been put in me then. Or uh, when I turned 10, I started getting uh, a lot of symptoms of Crohn's disease. I had a lot of colonoscopies and things like that. And during, like, I did have my, uh, my first Crohn's doctor was ex-military. Uh, and, and I went to Oshner, and Oshner has been known for doing human experimentation for cancer research, where people don't know that they're having experimentation run on them. Uh, something could have happened there because I had two small surgeries and, uh, and many, many, many colonoscopies. So there's a lot of different places where I could have I been implanted. Um, but that's something if, 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 you know, if you can get a doctor who can do imaging, to find the implant and then get the implant, take it out, and then they will give it to you. Then you have got a case, and this is what we should go by, uh, Richard Keynes. Now, I, I would try, like, if, if I can eventually find a doctor who will do this, you know, I would, uh, you know, say I would, I would not take the settlement. Uh, I don't know if the targeting stops, even if they do take the settlements. Um, so, so like. You know that that's it's it's one pathway. It's a it's one pathway that we've got to kind of go down is trying to get the stuff out of our body, having it in hand, having that evidence, and then taking cases like this 
and finding lawyers and saying, look, this case received a settlement. Uh, you know, this is completely real to a lawyer who will then hopefully, you know, you know, bring uh, bring charges up. But let me let me read this. Um, I think we just got to be working on a bunch of different angles, sadly. Um, preliminary statement. Uh, this public interest case arises from an evolving criminal conspiracy perpetrated by the United States Department of Defense and its components, partnerships, grant recipients, and its defense subcontractors who authorized, funded, conspired, and concealed the fact that the plaintiffs uh, are human research subjects, that they have been covertly and non-consensually implanted with BION1 and MEMS, submillimeter and millimeter prototype military-grade biomedical devices, that they have been placed in harm's way by the government's and its cohorts' subterfuge of using technologically advanced systems to violate the Bill of Rights as amended into the Constitution of the United States. Defendants' devices are radio frequency, control, and power. They have, over the past decades, been specifically developed for the Department of Defense and are capable of data collection, human research, surveillance, behavior modification, and many other heinous crimes. In this case, defendants' medical devices were illegally implanted into the bodies of the plaintiff and his two minor children, while each were under the defendant's care and control at different times and within different medical facilities, which happen to be partnered with the Department of Defense via direct money grants and written contracts. So then he goes on to nanotechnology devices. The nanotechnology devices, BION and MEMS, are lawfully manufactured. However, in this case, they are unlawfully used. They are designed to send electrical stimulation directly into the muscles and other body parts of consenting patients. Defendants herein are using the radio frequency devices for non-consensual behavior modification and mind-altering purposes. Plaintiffs have and will continue to experience emotional stress, human suffering, physical pain, and mental anguish because of the inducement of electrical stimulation via, uh, via the devices throughout their bodies. Absent injunctive, in, absent injunctive relief and monetary redress by this honorable court. Um, I wanted to go to something else. Oh, gosh. Oh, it was a Wikipedia thing. Yeah, let me go to it real quick, guys, and see if I can find it. There was a, a really, uh, there was a, a very pivotal, pivotal, uh, pivotal uh, judgment um, in this certain case where a, a judge said that the least, the least that the court could do for, for non-consensual human, uh, or survivors of non-consensual human experimentation was to, uh, was to grant them a monetary settlement. Um, and I want to, I want to try and find that. I, I guess I'm just going to look up non-consensual human experimentation. There was a, a Wikipedia page I had pulled up, but everything got dropped off my computer. Human experimentation. Oh, I spelled that. Non-consensual human experimentation. 
on ethical human experimentation in the United States. Does not okay. This this uh, must be it. I'm gonna go down if I can see find this case ruling real quick. Give me one second, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was here. Um, non-consensual to Operation Top Hat, Helmsburg, U.S. government research, and it goes through MKUltra. And I do want to read that uh, during this live stream. Torture experiments, academic research, pharmacological research, other experiments. Okay, professional policy. This is this is where it is. Um, okay, here it is. And I might go through through some more of that, but but this is really really important right here. And I think this is why these targeted individuals are getting settlements um, because of this ruling. In 1987, the United States Supreme Court ruled in United States versus Stanley, 483 uh, U.S. 669, that a U.S. serviceman who was who was given LSD without his consent as part of military experiments could not sue the U.S. Army for damages. Stanley was later awarded over $400,000 in 1996, two years after Congress passed a private claims bill. So a private claims bill in reaction to the case. So that that's that seems why uh, that mo most target individuals and people who do are getting non-consensual human experimentation are going for the settlements because there's a precedent for that. Uh, dissenting the original verdict in U.S. versus Stanley, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor stated, "No judicially crafted rule should insulate from liability the involuntary and unknowing human experimentation." alleged to have occurred in this case. Indeed, as Justice Brennan observes, the United States played an instrumental role in the criminal prosecution of Nazi scientists who experimented with human subjects during the Second World War. And the standards that the Nuremberg military tribunals developed to judge the behavior of the defendants stated that the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential to satisfy moral ethical and legal concepts. If this principle is violated, the very least that society can do is to see that the victims are compensated as, as best they can be by the perpetrators. So that's what, you know, Richard King was going off of. That's what, you know, I think um, uh, the uh, James, James Wahlberg too. And I think there have been some other target individuals who have gotten settlements. I wanted to read that. I'm going to go back to this and keep reading on Richard King's documentation. Um, this is a complaint for monetary damages, declaratory and injunctive relief by plaintiff Richard L. Kane, an individual and arising under 42 USC 1983, 1985, and 1986. When was that? When was that from 1986? 1987. Okay. Let me go back to that. 
Uh, and the supplemental state law claim actionable under California Civil Code uh, 52.7. Injunctive relief is paramount as uh, rogue government agents are interfering with the plaintiff's civil and constitutional rights to medical care, treatment, and right to counsel. Uh, defendants are using national security letters to prevent the evidence biomedical devices from being removed from their bodies. Uh, the electrical devices are capable of causing loss of life and permanent injuries if they are not removed as quickly as possible. This Bivens action also seeks punitive damages from the Department of Defense, its components, partnerships, and grant recipients, its defense subcontractors and rogue government agents, or their roles in the conspiracy and scheme, which consisted of fraudulent diagnosis of high blood pressure and asthma, which were designed to conceal the existence of the covertly implanted experimental prototype by medical devices. Hi, All of the biomedical devices are invasive, but most barbaric implants have been discovered in the soul and brain of the planet and are known in the biomedical community as remote neural monitoring, uh, RNM, RF devices. Essentially, divide the devices are brain and soul electronic devices. Uh, plaintiffs have been implanted with two different types of biomedical devices, which are the subject of this litigation. The two different discovered devices are the AMF or BIONI, I think it's BION1, radiofrequency microstimulators. Uh, which are two millimeters in diameter times 16 millimeters in length, and the uh, micro electromechanical systems, MEMS, AMF, and BION1, radio frequency micro stimulators, which are two millimeters in diameter times 16 millimeters in length, and the micro electromechanical systems. I think I just read that. Microstimulators, which are sub-millimeter and millimeter in size and have been found implanted throughout the bodies of the plaintiff and his two minor children. All of the devices have been traced back to Fort, uh, Fort George G. Meade, Maryland. Defendants' actions are violative of the plaintiff's, plaintiff's Fourth, Fifth, Eighth, and Fourteenth Amendments of the United States Constitution. So, so that's a, that's a really uh, that's a, a really standout thing, and everything stand out in this document. So everybody needs to get it, and we need to study this, and we need to use this as documented proof that somebody got a settlement, and they, you know, uh, they brought charges to Department of Defense and even the President of the United States. Um, but that's this is a very important point that our Fourth, Fifth, Eighth, and Fourteenth Amendment rights are being violated by this human experimentation, by being hit with microwaves, by being hit with radio frequencies, by being implanted with chips. Our rights are being violated. Um, an outline of how the defendants remotely surveilled and tortured the plaintiffs by triggering the radio frequency microstimulators, biomedical devices in here to attach as exhibit one. Um, let me see if I can find exhibit one real quick and then I'll come back up. Right, way down at the bottom. This is a very, very long document. I don't think I'm going to read it all, but as long as I can get the link up there and we can disseminate that link amongst us and amongst people who do not think that this is going on, 
this is rock solid evidence that it is going on, but that, that the court does settlements so that these things don't go to trial. They don't go to trial and are decided. They try and, uh, you know, give, um, give the plaintiffs a settlement so it won't, you know, won't go to trial. And then, then we've got a, a roadblock that even if it does go to trial, it's pretty much, you know, redacted and covered up because it has to do with national security. Uh, so they start these things like experimenting on normal citizens and then they say, oh, hey, wait, wait, we can't tell anybody we're murdering a bunch of citizens because it's national security, uh, which I think should be uh, ultimately the scariest thing that we've ever heard of in the world. I don't, I don't think it has exhibit one in here. It might be in some other documents. Okay, so let me go back up. I might read, I'm going to read through a little bit more. Preliminary statement, then introduction, and then where were we? Okay. Defendant, Department of Defense, is responsible for oversight needed to deter war and to protect the security of our country. Within Department of Defense, the Director of Defense Research and Engineering is responsible for the oversight and advocacy of all research and engineering programs and serves as the Chief Technology Officer of the Department of Defense. This includes responsibility for science and technology. Technology programs consisting of basic research, applied research, and advanced technology development, and advanced component development and prototypes programs. Uh, defendant uh, Department of Defense component organizations include the military departments and the defense agencies, which are responsible for management and execution of programs and projects associated with research and technology broadly, including nanotechnology. Numerous component organizations within DOD are involved in nanotechnology research and development, including United States Army Medical Research Material Command, USAMRMC, Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command, SPAWAR, uh, Air Force Office of Scientific Research, AFOSR, Army Engineering R&D Center, um, Army Research Laboratory, Army Research Office, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, Officer, Office of the Director, uh, Defense Research and Engineering, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, and Office of Naval Research. So those are all the components basically under the, the Department of Defense that are, um, that are uh, uh, complicit in this research, complicit in, in the research and development with these weapons. And then a lot of the uh, contractors, and they, they're, they're really subcontractors and then subcontractors of subcontractors because then these, all of these agencies within the DOD, and this is me speaking, this is Kyle speaking, I'm not uh, reading the document anymore. Uh, you know, all of these agencies under the DOD 
are responsible for uh, for giving defense contracts out to subcontract contractors and subcontractors for the manufacturing of the weapon and also to actually act out the research and development, which means the experimentation on us. So, so these, these, uh, and, and, you know, you know, some of these agencies, you know, like, uh, like Air Force Office of Scientific Research, they could be doing a lot of the research and development on their own. Um, I think that my, you know, my experimentation is being done by a subcontractor named Arcadis, A-R-C-A-D-I-S, and that would be a subcontractor that is a private corporation that they are giving clearances, they are giving military clearances to, but they're really just part of the military industrial complex. Um, so these, these are all the, the, the branches of the Department of Defense that are involved. How involved are they in the actual experimentation on individual citizens, or do they, um, you know, do they contract all of that out to private, uh, to private contractors to kind of distance themselves and get plausible deniability? I don't know. I think we're, we're trying to figure out those things and, you know, come to a more concrete conclusion. But these are the defense agencies that give, uh, wow. you know, that give defense contracts to those subcontractors. So even, even the um, Army Engineering R&D Center or Army Research Laboratory would be responsible for giving out fence contracts. Like I think all of these different different arms of the DOD are responsible for different contracts to different subcontractors for different protocols. So we're dealing with a, a uh, somebody you know somebody said it the other day I think perfectly a, a pyramid scheme. We're dealing with a pyramid scheme and a pyramid structure of uh, you know. Uh, Army uh, or defense agencies, I guess defense agencies would be the best way to say it. Defense agencies and intelligence agencies uh, being kind of at the top, the Pentagon being at the top of this, and then having a, a pyramid of agencies under them, like the DOD has all these United States Army Medical Research Material Command, Space and Naval Warfare Command, everything under the DOD like that. And then those uh, have little, each of those have uh, defense contracts that they give to contractors and subcontractors that are private corporations. That's how I'm kind of, my re research is leading me to, to understand. And then you got compartmentalized, compartmentalized groups within universities, compartmentalized groups within uh, hospitals, which are involved in the implant, implantation of targets. So they work with these defense agencies and are given, um, given contracts, uh, defense contracts and things to, to go along with that. Um, and then some of these hospitals may even be doing some of the hands-on research and development or experimentation. We need to find out more about this. It's a big, it's a big spider web. You know, it's a big spider web and there's so many different protocols and there's so, so many different pathways down from the DOD uh, you know, DO, how the DOD and, and the different manufacturers of these weapons, um, you know, and then, and then who's doing the research and development. But this, this gives us a lot of very, very concrete information. And I think that we need to be showing people who are like, oh, this is all a delusion or there's some kind of new mass to carry out uh, because, because of actual surveillance and actual directed energy weapons being in existence. There's, there's some kind of new mass Come on. Like this. 
Okay. He's talking to the defense agencies that were involved in implantation and research and development in in uh, torture, in his torture. And, and the court is saying, hey, you know, we, you know, we believe this guy. He deserves a settlement for pain, uh, for psychological pain, for damage done to his two young sons. They just, they implanted him and his two young sons. So when people hear me say my family's being targeted, they may, like, people who are not experiencing this may blow that off and they're like, oh, he thinks everybody's being targeted. No, once they start targeting and, and doing experimentation and torture on one family member, then since the other family members are around them and to, to uh, really get these protocols of uh, uh, similar genetics and things like that and, and researching on similar genetics, they will obviously go to people around the initial targets. So it's it's not it's not a it's not an out there thing. It's not an out and left field thing. It's just how it works. It's just how it works. They implant Richard Kane with things near his chest, uh, and I'm not sure of that that um, that that uh, that flow of wisdom interview. It tells he tells where these implants were located, and then when his sons were implanted, and it was after he was implanted. Um, let, let me go on and read a little bit more. Uh, I have to use the bathroom, guys, so I might I might run another uh, music video for a second uh, while I, while I go use the bathroom. But let me read, and I might do that. I might have to break it up because I kind of just wanna I want I have a lot of stuff I want to go through. I have eight hours. Instead of that eight hours live stream, I don't know if I'm gonna stay on eight hours, but I have some long documents. But I think that I just want to kind of. I kind of want to read through. I have another one about uh, human experimentation. Oh, yeah. um, and, um, and then some other stuff. But I, but I do kind of want to go through as much of this as I can. Just kind of, you know, if somebody comes here to get them interested in this document. This is a very important document for us. I don't think a lot of people, I think uh, I, I heard, um, I heard Millicent Black say that she had talked to Richard Kane, and I think there have been a, a couple of other targeted individuals who did speak to him after this, and I don't think he wants to have anything else to do with this, which makes me think, uh, because he, he cares about his sons and he doesn't want to be targeted anymore, it, it does give me a kind of a suspicion that he the targeting may have stopped. Once he got the settlement and once he got the implants out, like so he got the implants out and then he got the settlement it may have taken him off the list they said since this man got a settlement he did a successful uh he brought something successfully to court um we're going to go ahead and stop uh stop targeting him because uh because the more that we do he can he can come back and sue us because richard kane is a lawyer so he knew his way around all this he knew exactly who to kind of go after but I think that they might have actually stopped his targeting because if they kept targeting him, he could keep coming back and bringing further suits and getting other settlements, proving that he was being hit. Uh, so this might, and, and I think he just, I think he told Millicent Black once, the way that you deal with this is you, you keep walking and you don't turn back, you don't look back. Uh, that would be hard. I know mean, he has kids, so I don't have kids. It's a little bit different. 
Um, you know, I kind of promise never, ever to turn my back on this town. I'm leaving tomorrow, sweetie. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? But let's say that let's say that I could get my implant out and I could bring it to court. Um, with all the people that I've talked to, um, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying Richard Kane is like a bad guy for doing what he did. He's a smart guy who got out of it. But I think in my situation, I would refuse a settlement. And I would refuse a gag order, and it would be more about getting this in the news and getting that case in the news and trying to break through that national security redaction uh, that they do. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it may be a long time before I can find a doctor who, who will get these implants out and then find a lawyer. So it's a, I've tried to do a little bit of that. I've, I've done a lot of digging, but it's very, very hard. It's hard to figure that stuff out, and it's hard to find somebody who's not afraid of the government like doctors who maybe aren't involved in this, but they won't take uh, implants out because they are, it is a government thing and they don't want to touch it. Um, let me continue reading here. So seven, Department of Defense, its components, partnerships, grant recipients, and or its defense subcontractors, Alfred Mann Foundation, Second Sight LLC, and Advanced Bi Bionics develop the BION microstimulators. So these are the people who developed, who, who developed, I'm not sure if they manufactured them. Alfred Mann Foundation, Second Sight LLC, uh, BION microstimulators under the Department of Defense U.S. Naval Space Warfare Center, SPAWAR, contract number N660106C. 8005 and for the CIA detainee program, which that's going to have a lot to do. I have another article about uh, CIA. Hello. Okay, I'm right here. Um, hi. Hi, honey. I, I think I need to speak again, so just a second. Let me try to turn it off. Okay. Hi, are you on there, Linda? This is a beautiful day. Yes. Hi. 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 Sorry about my voice. I'm oh, no, your voice is fine. You've got a very cute voice. Did you want to ask me something? Yeah? I'm waiting. I'm just here. Go ahead, honey. Okay. I'm not sure if you are getting good audio of me because I haven't been getting good audio. Um, I didn't get good audio of Kyle, and now um, even your voice is kind of breaking up. My voice is breaking up? It there. was a bit. Maybe it's going better. Okay, well, maybe. Right. Hold on. I'll move my, move my phone sometimes when it's near my computer. It, it breaks up. 
Can you hear me now? Okay. okay. Yeah. Good. Um, <clears throat> so I'm wondering, um, I kind of need some advice, actually. Um, and if you have any suggestions, that's great. If you don't, that's fine, too. Okay, I'll be <clears throat> Um, lately where I've been going to get internet, um, I've been having to go away from home because I don't have it at home anymore. And, um, on a really regular basis, one of the perps, um, who was part of a gang who did some illicit sexual things to me, and while they were doing it, they said they were fertilizing eggs. And that they were taking eggs from me then. Um, they had me, I don't know, for like half a day would be my approximation. And I was um, in and out of consciousness. And so that was a, a good year and a half ago. And And now I see this guy like a couple times a week now. Because he goes to the same place where I go for internet. And I'm wondering, what should I do? Because um, I've place. mentioned, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've tried different internet, I mean, places that I can get internet. And I'll usually see at least one person who has done things. Um, and so then... I'm kind of just forced to just. I mean, there's only scary. There's not a ton of places to go. Um, you know, with the targeting, I've been scared so long that I almost. I'm. I've taught myself to not be scared. I guess, or not to panic. Yep. And. They've been doing this for a long time, and we're still alive. You know. So, yeah. yeah, good, not to panic, yeah, good. So they kind of and follow you no matter where you go, somebody shows up, you think? Is that what's going on? Yeah, oh, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I wish I, how come, how come you don't have it at home anymore? Is it not something you can do? Or? Um, no, um, I moved, and so... Um, so I don't have internet now. Yeah. If there's any way you can manage it, is it, um, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, the only thing I can think of is to find another place, I guess. Do you think they're following you? Um, I think, that, well, I'm, I moved in with my mother because my father passed away. And so she just doesn't want Internet because she doesn't want all that high technology around her. She just doesn't like it. Yeah. And She's so, probably um, wise. she might be talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got an idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, can, can you talk her into, if, what if you do with, with um, well, Ethernet? You know, not the Wi-Fi. Are you using Wi-Fi? Is she concerned about Wi-Fi? 
Well, she doesn't. She doesn't like that the internet has all sorts of rotten things on it, and so she doesn't want it in in her house. Oh, not that well, I would be putting anything rotten, because I wouldn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, did she know that the internet is full of just great information? It's a great way to get an education. You know. Yeah. Yeah, she, and knows, she knows that. that. Yeah. You know, and and I even let her know because um, about three days ago when I was at this certain place and it was nighttime and I was getting internet and I was um, doing some important work on my inter- and on my laptop and that gentleman came in and he was there for a while and then I was ready to leave. And I felt a little uncomfortable because it seemed he had slipped out another door. There's two exits, and it looked like once I had um, picked up my bag to leave, my um, purse and my laptop, that he had slipped out the other door. And I got really nervous because it was dark out. And um, so I got my mom on the phone, and I told her the situation. And I talked to her while I walked out to my car. So. You know, that kind of let her know. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice. Um, oh, it's so scratchy. Yeah. yeah um, mine's going there, too, so it's not too worrying. Yeah, I've kind of been in and out of a cold for a couple weeks Me now. Me, too. I'm just, I'm just realizing that. Me, too, right now. Go ahead. Oh, so sorry. Um, yeah. So I think she's getting a better idea of how much trouble it is for me if every time I'm going to use the internet if I have to drive out you know way from the boondocks into town and that it puts these gang members in my presence and she tries to keep it out of her mind and in her protecting herself in that way by not wanting to know certain things then it's not um, logically helpful in that I need a safe place to get internet which is at home but yeah. I think she's on her way to changing her mind and I hope so good but well, okay so can I have you tell made, her did she know how important she, this is to you yeah she does yeah um, I've made lots of different reports to the FBI and the police about various times when this gang has done things that were significant. And I haven't reported that specific incident to them, (coughs) the one from a year and a half ago, because my memory, um, because I was in and out of consciousness so much, it was so patchy, and I can identify three or now, because of this guy coming around, three to four of the people involved and it makes it more scary for me to report because I'm I feel like well that means the police will know who these guys are too when I say who they are and these guys if asked would just be able to say well that's ridiculous and so therefore it makes me more leery of reporting it 
when... I agree. No, honey, I agree. Um, you know, it, it, unless you have absolute incontrovertible, you know, unless you absolutely have proof, they are not going to buy it. They don't buy it from any of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The reporting this to them, I'm afraid it's 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 very hard when they have when they have you know samples of of, of semen. You know, it's still hard to prove it, and um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's not what you have at this point, right? Right. Huh? Right. Yeah. Right. I don't at all. Yeah. But I, I, I think if, as long as your, if your mom knows you're really scared, but it's so important to have the internet, hopefully she'll come. Hopefully she'll really understand the internet is not an evil place. Everybody's on the internet, you know. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. This is hard for you. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm not crying or anything. But I was yawning. But yeah, it is hard because, um, uh, I mean, I'm seeing this guy and I'm thinking, gosh, he's right there. Sometimes he goes and he'll sit on a table, um, at a table right next to me. And it's like, wow, I should be, I feel, I should be able to call the police right then and say, guess what? The guy, one of the guys who did this, this was this to me, is sitting right honey, there. Honey, you're, you're getting a little foggy. <laughs> honey, you're getting a little, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Well, you're a little bit. That's okay. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I was just saying that it would be nice if I could just call the police when that guy is around and, and say, hey, police, this is him. This is one of the guys. And that they could somehow do like a search of his residence and um, what do you think what are they going to find if they search his residence so you know what they might find I don't um well they used various um things um I don't know they might find some sort of chemicals for stimulating egg production of on a female or some sort of doctoring tool for the for collecting um eggs, um human eggs and harvesting um fertilized I, ones. Because they're yeah. definitely part of a trafficking ring. Right. Uh, my suggestion would be that many he sits down next to you, you don't say a word, you just take your computer and move away. He'll get the hint, and then if he moves over, then just take it and move it away again. You know, you can be as rude as you want to be to this guy. You know, I mean, you get to be rude to somebody who has abused you. You know, but I don't think you want to call the police unless you've got something right there, solid, and you know, even even when people get beaten up and raped and beaten up, I mean, then they put them on the stand and they shred them. And, um, unless you can really give them something to hang their hat on, you know, I don't think you're going to get much response. Unfortunately. It's not fair. It's not good for women, you know. Um, 
but they just don't respond very well. I'm so sorry. Too bad more women aren't police, you know? They would understand. You know? I think you need to get, I think your mom needs to understand that you want to be safe and yet you must do your work, you know, on your computer. Are you there, honey? Beautiful day, are you there, honey? I think I lost you. Brian, is beautiful day gone? Boy, have I got a sore throat, boy. Boy. Huh. Okay, is she going to talk? I didn't mean to shut her down. Probably not going to be on too long. I've got a really sore throat right now. Huh. Okay.
IA torture programs that we're using Guantanamo okay. Bay that they have experimented with in uh, United States of American prisons uh, and all types of torture that the CIA, CIA has done to mental patients or people in uh, mental institutions, prisoners, uh, 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 people who are labeled terrorists and then detained. Uh, so a lot of this comes from the QBARC man manual and all these torture programs the CIA has been developing just over way before MKUltra. Uh, the devices are currently classified pursuant to an executive order and are alleged to be in the interest of national security and which applies to the CIA director's statutory obligation to protect from disclosure intelligence sources and methods. Uh, defendants are now attempting to hide the contract evidence in anticipation of this litigation by alleging the contract number N6600106T 8005 is only associated with the John Hopkins University biomedical research projects and funded by the U.S. Navy. But it had many other connections, is what he's saying. It had many other connections just besides the U.S. Navy and John Hopkins University. Um, so I guess they were trying to cut off all that data in preparation of this litigation. Department of Defense, its components, partnerships, grant recipients, and and or its defense subcontractors, contractors, and the Alfred Mann Foundation with funding from National Institutes of Health, Neural Prosthesis Program, contract number N01-NS5-2325, which was funded by the DOD, developed the Microelectromechanical Systems, MEMS, nanotechnology submillimeter and millimeter nanotechnology devices which are powered by radio frequency and or battery. AMF held contracts from Will William Heatdirks at the National Institutes of Health. Uh, National Institute of Health funded AMF, which is the Central Intelligence Agency Special Access Program. Developer of the MEMS implants under Naval Space Warfare, uh, AMF has publicized its development of MEMS microstimulators. The RF devices also function as radio frequency identification devices and which receive a radio signal that is translated into an electrical signal powering the implant to discharge an electrical pulse into either the nervous system or the muscle. This signal also discharges an echo back of information for the purpose of data collection and tracking. The nanotechnology devices were also developed under the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, programs of Tony Tether, Colonel Jeffrey Ling, and NIH programs of William Heatdirks and have been protected as a Defense Special Access Program, uh, which is the official terminology for a black project. Uh, the Department of Defense, its components, partnerships, grant recipients, and or its defense subcontractors implanted or injected their biomedical intellectual property into the bodies of the plaintiffs. The research has resulted in implantable devices that are millimeter and submillimeter in size and can, can be surreptitiously implanted and are fabricated in a manner that the devices in some cases cannot be detected or localized by clinical, medical, or radiological Techniques and, techniques and provides a vast amount of surveillance capability regarding the subject's activities, which may include visual and auditory biofeedback data. 
Additionally, the devices are capable of delivering testosterone or any other biological agents. That makes sense. Department of Defense, its components, partnerships, grant recipients, defense subcontractors, and AMF developed a family of BION transponders, microstimulators, and microelectrodes. The patent licensing for the AMF BION transponder implant is at 400 megahertz. This means that the defendants, deputized neighbors, and rogue government agents can communicate with the implant control device in excess of 200 feet or more. Intel Corp's FCC comments state that even at 25, um, is that milliwatt, 25, um, oh, I don't know what that is, guys. Uh, somebody in chat, what's the U thing? Somebody in chat know what that means, 25 U watt? At a, what was something? Hey, Nex, how you doing, man? Yeah, Tom, I do. Um, I do actually. Uh, you, I use the red vein right now. Um, I'm not sure if it's Borneo though. Yeah, smash that button, guys. It's micro. Okay, thanks, guys. Micro, microwatt. Okay. So um, state that even at 25 microwatt, less than one milliwatt, Intel was able to use 403 megahertz, same as Man Foundation license. license to achieve a range of approximately 1,600 meters. Uh, a true copy of the AMF patent and family of bio and transponders microstimulators is here and attached at Exhibit 2. I don't know where those exhibits are, but I can't find them. I think that this gives a good, so this is, this is what Richard Kane, uh, you know, had to write in his court documents. He had to really uh, figure out the details, um, and maybe not of all the subcontractors, but definitely the larger agencies that were sending money to the subcontractors. He did a very, very detailed job. This is amazing. Um, I'm going to continue reading it, guys. I really got to use the bathroom, so I'm going to play another <laughs> song. That's so cute. <laughs> just for a break real quick, use the bathroom and get something to drink real quick. I just love him. <laughs> so and I'll be right back. I'll continue going through this and I have some other documents that are really, really important. Oh, boy, he's cute. I think I want to go. Yeah, they say this is copyrighted and then they demonetize my videos, but, um, yeah, monetizing my videos isn't that important. I just hope they, they won't give me any copyright strikes. So I love these videos. I can kind of play them while I go get he some drinks. so cute. Like that. <laughs> what do I want to play? Boy, he's Ooh, funny. Yeah, I love this. I think it's kind of choppy on the live stream, but it's still cool. <laughs> You've got to <laughs> Yeah, this I don't want to see that because I do not believe they went to the moon, but I still like Neil Armstrong a lot. I think he was kind of just doing what his, you know. I'll be right back, guys. So 
mommy. <laughs> in the
or they why they tell the people who are directly microwaving it like so they you know it seems like my attackers were probably told you know i think they're they're ex-military masons who got hooked up with these subcontractors with a subcontractor and they think that you know it's important to do this experimentation and advance this weaponry for our country to have better weapons and be protected from other countries directed energy web programs now i do think however that the angles that come off of it are not just experimentation Okay, subscribe when you are Oh my god, I'm screaming. I guess not. Come on. <laughs> we can talk. Maybe they're asleep or just want to listen. has a lot to do with population control, uh, that it has a lot to do with just making people sicker, right? They make making a lot of people more violent. I think they want to do that. They want more control. I think there's spiritual wickedness involved. Um, I think there's a lot of other things that shunt off of it, like if somebody has some good property that people want to steal. But I think that stuff comes after the excuse of, hey, we need to do human experimentation. And then all the other crimes kind of uh, angle off of that. So I really do think that. You guys, uh, you know, put in put in the text, you know, what y'all think. If you have, if you think human experimentation has nothing to do with this, um, that I, that's that would that's a hard argument for me to believe is that human experimentation has nothing to do with this. Because even if you know, I, I think that they've gotten so sick, these agencies, the CIA especially, and then all these other offshoots of the DoD, and then the the uh, contractors and subcontractors, basically private corporations that just have uh, military clearances. Um, I think that even part of the experimentation is how do we torture a person and get the results that we want out of them? You know, um, the 15, 15 Department of Defense, its components, partnerships, grant recipients, and or its defense subcontractors knew or should have known that in fact that their implanted and or injected microelectromechanical systems emms emms controlled and powered submillimeter and millimeter nanotechnology devices which were designed to administer an electrical pulsation into the muscles or nerves and are capable of mimicking typical medical symptoms depending on where they are implanted are the sole causes of the plaintiff's alleged high blood pressure and asthma-like symptoms. Uh, if plaintiff had not discovered the devices, he would have certainly become a candidate for alleged diabetes and heart failure. Uh, 16, uh, Department of Defense, its components, partnerships, uh, grant recipients, and or its defense subcontractors scheme to implant and conceal the RF devices Evidence is well-funded and consists of Caucasian physicians, surgeons, and rogue government agents who all seem to have the 
Willie Lynch syndrome and, and who somehow are blinded to the obvious implanted biomedical RF devices which appear in the x-rays, CT scans, and MRIs of the plaintiffs. plaintiffs. Uh, once the devices have been implanted into the body, they are difficult, if not impossible, to remove them absent a risk of death and or permanent injury. Essentially, the plaintiffs, victims, and or human perpetrators are in or enslaved forever. I don't want to end on that because I don't think we will be enslaved forever. I think we're getting closer and closer every day to public, uh, to the public, knowing that this is happening and it being a common, just a common sense topic uh, that people talk about. I think that's why we see so much pushback. In, in the mockingbird media and also maybe media that is trying to go by guidelines of hiding things that are in quotation marks important for national security. Um, but I think that, that these agencies have lost their minds and they've started doing a bunch of violent things that are murdering people and torturing them. And then after the fact, they're like, well, this is so bad what we're doing. This is so awful what we're doing and we're murdering so many innocent people and torturing them and raping them that we can't let it out. We can't let the public know we're doing this because then there would be even more trouble. The public would get so angry and there would be protests out in the streets and it would be, you know, we got to keep it quiet, the evil that we're doing so that so that people don't lose their minds, you know, which I think is just this round and round uh, cycle of Hegelian dialectic. And they tell people we can't let people know how horrible the things we are that we're doing to them because the, you know they'll get angry. It's 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 just a point of ridiculousness, but it's not only ridiculous; it's it's deadly, you know. And I think when we come up against things that are not just absurd but are ridiculously violent uh, and genocidal, uh, then we have no choice. You know, we have no choice but to fight them, no matter what position we are, whether we're getting targeted you know, like us or whether, um, you know, it's a, it's a non-target individual who any day now, like tomorrow, they could be picked for their, they could, they could have to go in for some kind of surgery and get a doctor that's involved with these programs compartmentalized in the, in the hospital and just implant them with a the device. And then they are a target individual, the snap of a finger. And, and, you know, I, I think that it doesn't even require a surgery to get a rice uh, rice size uh, implant in, you know, we're getting um, 
you know, more more native particulates and food and then the chemtrails and everything. Ooh, ooh, guys, before I go on, I think I want to go into the other article right now. But before I do go on, I wanted to ask you guys in chat, have y'all been seeing less chemtrails lately? Because I've been seeing a, a lot less. Um, and I was, I've, I've, I've gone and I've looked up a lot of YouTube videos on, um, a lot of YouTube videos on, um, uh, on Trump. People think that Trump have, have uh, stopped some of the uh, chemtrail spraying because he doesn't, you know, the, the Republicans in office really are against this whole uh, global warming uh, concept. But, um, Oh, and I've seen a lot less chemtrails. I have not seen chemtrails in a couple of weeks. Joanne, Joanne, you're from Australia. Do you get a lot of chemtrails in Australia? Are you seeing a lot of chemtrails? Yeah. I think that I think that they may have actually stopped it, but me and a friend were talking about that. And it's like, even if they stopped it, they couldn't really tell us because they couldn't even tell us they were chemtrailing. Like some, some people, you know, have admitted it. They, they call it, uh, oh, um, you know, weather modification and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you pay attention next and see if you, if you notice uh, that you're not seeing them because I, I haven't seen them in a while. Hey, James, how you doing, man? Are you surviving? Hey guys, I'm, I'm going to go to this next. Um, they need it for the world net. Yeah. Well, James, can you explain the world net? Um, is it just like a, basically a grid, like a grid that is everywhere on the globe? Okay, guys, I'll be back. I'm going to start reading. I'm not, I'm not leaving the computer. I want to read through one of these uh, other articles real quick. Uh, to kind of, um, to connect uh, Richard Kane's court documents with things that have been going on in the CIA for like forever, uh, since the CIA's inception. Uh, Nuremberg betrayed human experimentation in the CIA torture program. So this is Physicians for Human Rights uh, that put out this in June on June 5th, 2017. Uh, based on an analysis of thousands of pages of documents and years of research, Physicians for Human Rights shows that the CIA's post 9-11 torture program constituted an illegal, unethical regime of experimental research on unwilling human subjects testing the flawed hypothesis that torture could aid interrogators in breaking the resistance of detainees. In Nuremberg Betrayed, Human Experimentation in the CIA Torture Program, uh, PHR uh, researchers show that CIA contract psychologists James Mitchell and Bruce Jessen created a research program in which health professionals designed and applied torture techniques and collected data on torture's effects. See, so it's like, you know, even if even if some of these people maybe, you know, are not experimenting on certain targets on their brain and their nervous system, it's like they're still experimenting on uh, on torture, on different torture techniques. 
So that's like one of the sickest. Well, all this is really sick. So I can't really say one thing they're doing is sicker than the other, uh, but it's very, very sick. Uh, and this constitutes one of the gravest breaches of medical ethics by U.S. health per per personnel since the Nuremberg Code was developed in the wake of Nazi medical atrocities committed during World War II. Delving into the role health professionals played in designing and implementing torture, the report uses newly released documents to show how the results of untested, brutal torture techniques were used to collaborate the machinery of the torture program. The large-scale experiment's flawed findings were also used by Bush administration lawyers to create spurious legal cover for the entire program. PHR calls on all medical and scientific communities to convene a commission to lay out what is known about the torture program including the participation of health professionals and urges the Trump administration to launch a criminal investigation to get a full accounting of the crimes committed by the CIA and other government agencies. And I say here, here. And uh, I think, I think a lot of people have been talking about that, about, uh, you know, FISA, um, um, you know, about the, the indictments that are coming out and that we may be seeing some tribunals of people, you know, doing the, the, this torture and experimentation. I cross my fingers and I hope that that's for certain. Sometimes I think that it's all a puppet show and that, uh, you know, President Trump is kind of just working for the same group of people who Obama and, uh, and Bush work for, but I try and have a hope that white hats may try to actually make America great again and go back to the Constitution, take power away from the fourth branch of government, military industrial complex. Um, and it's not really the fourth branch government, but it might as well be. And I have a hope. I, I have a hope that there are some white hats, you know, trying to kind of maneuver things to where they can stop some of this blatant genocide and just murdering and raping of U.S. citizens. I kind of want to go to this, guys. Um, this is something from Obama. This has to do with gang stalking. Um, and, and if you notice, um, Obama and his, um, I think his secretary, secretary of state, I can't remember the guy's name, but they were always talking about a civilian military, like kind of a civilian uh, army. And, and in, in this clip, he talks about it. And I look at that, and I look at how really the mainstream media kind of just mentioned it a little bit, but never went into really what that would entail. Um, and I think that is really, you know, the community policing, neighborhood watches, uh, InfraGuard, and the Citizens Corps run by DHS Fusion Centers are really a part of what Obama and his cabinet were always talking about to have I mean, a civilian army instead of just um, you know, American troops who go off to war, having actually a, a part of the civilian population that was was basically an army, kind of like a brown shirts. Um, and I think that's that strengthened the DHS fusion centers and all of this community placed harassment. So I wanted to play this out of one of his speeches. We cannot continue to rely only on our military. 
military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Play that again. Is that y'all heard that? I mean, that, that that's that's what he. I mean, we're seeing the gangs. We cannot all... continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well funded. So what that means to me, I mean, that that goes directly along with like community policing, gang stalking, uh, you know, as a basically community-based spies, you know, and, and what he says is a civilian, uh, civilian army. Um, and I think that goes straight to the, but you notice it was just said in speeches, the, the news kind of commented on just the terms that he used, but then they never went into detail of what that would entail, what that would look like. Um, and I think that we're seeing what it looks like, the people who are gang stalked and traumatized by these people, you know, uh, mimicking us and coming out at the same time and getting messages about, you know, where we're going to, where we're going to be, where we're going to go and harassing us while we're being murdered. Uh, we're seeing what he was talking about there. So, I want to go to... Okay, I want to go to this. This is a, this is a pretty long article, but at least y'all can get, uh, you know, you can go back and get these links so y'all can go and look through these things. Um, and this, oh, and I want to mention, I got the Richard Kane documents in that Obama thing and this from uh, 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 he, he gives tons of great links on the conference call, so I try and get all the links that I can that he's putting out and put them in so this is from Physicians for Human Rights, uh, Experiments in Torture, Evidence of Human Subject Research and Experimentation in the Enhanced Interrogation Program. That, that right there to me says a lot because if, it, if it's some kind of enhanced interrogation program for terrorists, why, why do they have to do experimentation, human subject research while they're torturing somebody? Why, why do they have to torture people to begin with? Because torturing people never gets the right information. It's been shown not to work. Um, but then to just, okay, we're going to torture this human being, so let's go ahead and experiment on them also. And just kind of throw in all these things at once. Like, oh, we're torturing the hell out of this person. Uh, to try and get information out. So let's go ahead and do some experimentation. I mean, that's completely illegal, uh, you know, on both fronts until they, they made torture illegal during the Bush administration. Um, so this is a white paper by Physicians, Physicians for Human Rights, and this was in 2010. Yeah, um, I'm not going to read about it. I'm not going to read all that about it. So we're, we're going to start on Physicians for Human Rights. Physicians for Human Rights was founded in 1986 on the idea that health professionals with their specialized skills, ethical commitments, and credible voices are uniquely positioned to investigate the health consequences of human rights violations and work to stop them. Since 2005, Physicians uh, for Human Rights has documented the systematic use of psychological and physical torture 
by U.S. personnel against detainees held at Guantanamo Bay, Abu Ghraib, uh, Bagram Air, Air Base, and elsewhere in its groundbreaking reports, break them down, leave no marks, broken laws, broken lives, and aiding torture. Uh, Physicians for Human Rights is a nonprofit, nonsectarian organization funded through private foundations and by individual donors. Membership is open to all, not only health professionals. Uh, Physicians for Human Rights share the 1997 Nobel Peace Prize. And it has information. It has information for Physicians for Human Rights. We need to be getting into contact with them. I think they would be useful to call. And they've probably been getting calls from a lot of us. Uh, but this is their, uh, I think that's, what is that, Massachusetts or Maryland? No, that's Massachusetts, huh? Or Maine? Cam- no, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, they have the telephone numbers there. And then the Washington, D.C. office. They have telephones for the Washington, D.C. office, too. Okay. This is a very long document. I'll, I'll read a little bit of it, but the um, the PDF is up, uh, so y'all can y'all can see it and get it and read through yourselves. Um, executive summary: Following the September 11, 2001 attacks, the Bush administration initiated new human intelligence uh, collection programs. To that end, it detained and questioned an unknown number of people suspected of having links to terrorist organizations. As part of these programs, the Bush administration redefined acts such as waterboarding, forced nudity, sleep deprivation, which we as targeted individuals experience every day, uh, temperature extremes, stress positions, and prolonged isolation that had previously been recognized as illegal to be safe, legal, and effective enhanced interrogation techniques. Uh, so, so they had previously been recognized as illegal, but, you know, following the September 11, 2000, 2001 attacks, the, uh, you know, the attacks on the World Trade Center, they were seen, they were made to be safe, legal, and effective, enhanced interrogation techniques. Uh, Bush administration lawyers of the Department of Justice's Office of Legal Counsel accomplished this redefinition by establishing legal thresholds for torture which required medical monitoring of every application of enhanced interrogation. Medical personnel were ostensibly responsible for ensuring that the legal threshold for severe physical and mental pain was not crossed uh, by interrogators, but their presence and complicity in uh, intentionally harmful interrogation practices were not only apparently intended to enable the routine practice of torture, but also to serve as a potential legal defense against criminal liability for torture. Investigation and analysis of U.S. government documents by Physicians for Human Rights provides evidence indicating that the Bush administration in the period after September 11 conducted human research and experimentation on prisoners in U.S. custody as part of the monitoring role. Wow. Health professionals working for and on behalf of the CIA monitored the interrogations of detainees, collected and analyzed the results of those interrogations, and sought to derive uh, generalizable inferences to be applied to subsequent interrogations. Such acts may be seen as the conduct of research and experimentation by health professionals on prisoners 
which could violate accepted standards of medical ethics, as well as domestic and international law. These practices could, in some cases, constitute war crimes and crimes against humanity. And I would say all of this uh, goes into the bucket of war crimes and crimes against humanity. Uh, the knowledge obtained through this process appears to have been uh, motivated by a need to justify and to shape future interrogation policy and procedure, as well as to justify and to shape the legal environment in which the interrogation program operated. Physicians uh, for Human Rights analyzes three instances of apparent illegal and unethical human subject research for this report. Uh, medical personnel were, were required to monitor all water, waterboarding practices and collect detailed medical information that was used to design, develop, and deploy subsequent waterboarding procedures. Um, Hey, where was I? Uh, information number two, information on the effects of simultaneous versus sequential application of the interrogation techniques on detainees was collected and used uh, to establish policy for using tactics in combination. These data, uh, these data were gathered through an assessment of the presumed susceptibility of the subjects to severe pain. Information collected by health professionals on the effects of sleep deprivation on detainees was used to establish the Enhanced Interrogation Program's Sleep Deprivation Policy. Wow. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure, uh, based on a lot of this, uh, you know, experimentation on, you know, Guant and on Guantanamo Bay uh, detainees and things like that, They've used this as protocols for our sleep deprivation and the use of these electromagnetic uh, frequencies and directed energy weapons on us uh, as some kind of uh, litmus, you know, or, or different protocols. Uh, the human subject research apparently serves several purposes. It increased information on the physical and psychological impact of the CIA's application of the enhanced interrogation techniques which previously had been limited mostly to data from experiments using U.S. military volunteers under very limited simulated conditions of torture. It served to calibrate the level of pain experienced by detainees during interrogation, ostensibly to keep it from uh, crossing the administration's legal threshold of what it claimed constituted torture. It also served as an attempt to provide a basis for a legal defense against possible torture charges. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, defense against possible torture charges against those who carry out the interrogations, since medical monitoring would demonstrate, according to the Office of Legal Counsel memos, a lack of intent to cause harm to the subject of interrogations. That that kind of. Um, you know, because that's one of the things I'm not sure about. Uh, one time on my B2K, uh, a woman's voice said, um, said, if y'all hurt him too bad, I can't do my job. Um, and it made me think that there may have been a psychologist. There, there may be always a psychologist on shift work. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's like a medical professional there 
all the time or if they uh, do it independently, maybe there's you know ex-military or something doing the torture, working with the automated software, and then uh, you know, and then they have people that they kind of assess protocols with or something like that every couple of weeks or um, maybe every week, uh, like a team of, of medical doctors that work for these contractors or for a certain hospitals that are actually compartmentalized uh, can, uh, uh, who are uh, uh, who are cooperating with this who are um, who I can't think of the word who are complicit in this and actually helping to do it so um, you know give, give me like put in the chat what y'all think about that if y'all think because, you know, Brian, too, thinks that it is complete medical teams. It's neuro, neurobiologists and, uh, you know, uh, neuro, neuro, neuroscientists and psychologists, psychiatrists on every team. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure about that one, or how, how that works. But it seems like that's the way they were doing it here. So it would not, um, you know, that would be... That'd be something that they're probably doing. Maybe on every shift, every shift where they're torturing us, they have somebody there who's like either a psychiatrist or a medical doctor or something like that, so that they have further um, further legal proof that they're not exceeding some kind of threshold of pain or something like that. That doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, my pain, and I know that that you your guys' pain, it, it always goes overboard. Like almost 24 hours a day, it's too much. It's it's torture and it's destroying the body. I'm not I'm not quite sure on that. Um, let let's continue. Uh, yet the Bush administration's legal framework to protect CIA interrogators from violating U.S. statutory and treaty obligations prohibiting. And let me let me stop for a second. Let me go back. Oh, James, yeah. James says it's your neighbors. Yes, that would be most likely. And I disagree with James. Um, you know, but, but he knows that. We've had we've had these conversations. Um, and I think there's just such a grid set up. I think there are ground weapons that they use for supplemental. Um, but also, but also, you know, my specific protocol for what's happening to me might not match up with somebody else's. And they might be experiencing only ground weapons, I guess. I I don't see that as really a possibility because you got to you got to think about this. It's like, I mean, it, it it could be possible. Um, but when I go out, everywhere I go, well, no, it said that it said up. It said uh, it could be past two hundred feet, James. It didn't say it didn't say within two hundred feet. It said it could be it could be further away than that. Um. But you got I mean, think about this, though. Like, I have voice to skull, right, James? And I get it in my condo, and then when I, when I walk to my car, there's no break in it at all. And then I can drive to the supermarket. I can go anywhere. I can go anywhere. And that V2K, there is never a break in that V2K. There's never a break in that V2K. Um, let me go back to that document and see 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 what it says, uh, James. Exactly, I think it was saying up to and um, and maybe even further than two hundred feet. Let me let me check it out. Let me go back to it and you know, go back to the the Richard Kane document. See exactly what it said. 
I think there's just such a grid set up. I think they can hit you from miles away if they want. And I was hit on a plane in the chest. I mean, and nobody on the plane had a weapon or anything like that. And it came from straight down. It came from the, the ceiling of the plane. So anybody hitting me, if they were based on the ground, it would have to be way more than 200 feet. Uh, but I'm going to look up exactly what that said. because, And this is a key. It's 200 feet or more. See, in excess of 200 feet or more is what he's saying. Um, and, and take into account, though, with this document, this is Richard Kane's findings and his research on it. So it's not definitive. This is not definitive. This is what his research led him to, and it's probably correct in, 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 in most of it. But it's, you know, not uh, not taking into account everything. And he, he may be he may be incorrect on certain certain details in it. But it says uh, this means that the defendants deputized neighbors. See, he says deputized neighbors. My, my neighbors, I think I've had neighbors in the past that have hit me with ground weapons, but I think it was supplemental. I think it was supplemental. They didn't do it all the time. It was like they maybe do it on the weekend for a couple of hours. And then the stuff that I was being hit with 24 hours a day was remote from a remote platform. Um, but let me, let me read this. It says, okay, the patent licensing for AMF, BION transponder implant is at 400 megahertz. This means that the defendants, deputized neighbors, and rogue government agents can communicate with the implanted control device in excess of 200 feet or more. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I do think neighbors are involved. You know, I've got my neighbor gang stalking me, a lot of target individuals. Um, so, but James, you think it's all, you think it's all short range. But what about why do they have magnetrons in cell towers? You know, well, two hundred feet or more could could mean way, 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 way far away. Uh, I just think with technology now, you got to think about how a cell phone gets a signal, James. Uh, a cell phone has a transceiver in it, and wherever you go, that cell phone is capable of getting a signal. So maybe a cell tower has to be a certain distance away from us and can't be further. But the way that the grid's set up, the, the, the human beings don't have to be positioned, you know, uh, 200 or 300 feet away from you. Because they can send a signal to from a satellite to a cell tower, and the cell tower can be about 200 feet away from you. Yeah, I mean, I know you're an electronics engineer. That's why I, I don't see why you don't understand like how this grid works, how they are definitely. Why, why do they have transceivers on cell towers with magnetrons in them? Whatever, James. I laugh at that. You're an electronics engineer, so case closed. Everybody's just getting hit by their neighbors. Come on, come on, man. Well, let me go on. We just we just have a difference in opinion. I agree with you that this needs to be shut down, and that we all need to be getting the information out. So that's all that matters. You understand, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go any further with, with that, James. So we'll just agree to disagree. Um, I do believe that ground weapons are used. I believe it's in a supplemental capacity because this whole grid is set up and common sense says that these people who are doing it to us, they want plausible deniability. 
So if you if you do have just normal neighbors by you, they'll get them to gang stalk you, but they're not just going to be passing out these weapons if they can just do it remotely, because that would be the easiest way that they're not going to get caught and the cheapest way and the, the way that uh, there wouldn't be as much of a chance of them getting caught. But I mean, we, we won't, we don't have to keep going through this. So I'm, I'm going to read that, that article and we just, we just disagree on it, you know. The technology is so advanced that they do not have to have a weapon right next to you to hit you with a very, very, very powerful stream of energy. Um, Tom Horn says, Delgado brain implant went way farther than 300 feet. How about DBS, deep stimulation of the brain? And that was like, what, in the 1960s or 1970s? I mean, you just got to think about how how far technology advanced. But you know, you know, James, like your neighbors really could be all around you with ground weapons. I've had neighbors who I knew they were hitting me with ground weapons. I thought they were doing it all the time, but it was actually they were supplementing supplementally hitting me. And then the 24-hour a day stuff. Because think about it, James. I'm telling you about my V2K. Everywhere I go, I could drive to Florida right now. I could drive to Florida. I could go out to my car, drive to Florida, and the whole way there, that V2K is not going to have one break in it. That stream of energy going to my head, there's not going to be any time where there's a break in it. That means that they have remote means because they're not going to be able to get people around me with a ground weapon shooting my head that whole drive to Florida. And this has happened many times, you know, and on an airplane too. Um, but I do think both are used. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like an argument or anything. I think both are used. I really think you should open your mind, James, to, um, to both being used. Different signals. Well, what does that mean? I mean, you know, the, the V2K is, is microwave. It's an RF modulated, it's a voice, a voice that's RF modulated to be a microwave and, and hit the brain. And then it goes down to your inner ear to produce a sound signal. You know, I do, I do believe they use ground weapons to supplement, to create more pain. I've been hit with ground weapons. I was actually hit with by a, a, a canine unit, one signal for B2K. Um, do you think maybe that, do you think maybe that there are, this is kind of what I think sometimes there are general carrier signals that whatever your, your unique package of remote neural manipulation and B2K within these common, more general carrier signals are those unique signals, uh, kind of matching up and resonating with your brain frequency. Yeah, see, that, that's me too, Autumn. They hit me everywhere. And it's like when people aren't around, like I can be in a parking lot, nobody's around, and they're, they're hitting me in my shoulder, and it's motion compensating. I can be walking around in a Walmart, and it, it's like they're hitting me on the back of the neck, and it's following along. It's motion compensating because these targeting systems are very advanced. They're very advanced and can actually motion compensate with our movement. Um, so... I just, I mean, I do, I do believe that ground weapons do exist, though. I just, some people, I, I don't agree that they use them as much. They don't just use ground weapons, it is my contention, you know? Yeah, to harass, they use long range for external microwave attacks. 
Mm-hmm. I believe I believe if they can get a neighbor, like if they feel like it's in, uh, you know, the neighbor's maybe ex-military or something, and we'll go along with it without saying anything, you know, they might not even have to, um, for experimentation, they need short range. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't know, James. I, I think maybe you know they might give a neighbor like some kind of transceiver, so the signal coming in would be stronger. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I think they can experience. They can do some of the experimentation, remote neural manipulation, and remote monitoring from satellite to cell tower and the closest cell towers that I have near me right now, uh, one of them is about 250 yards away and then one of them is about 200 yards away. And I think they are using those. Um, and I you finally found out that the uh, condo above me is empty. Uh, and they make, I mean, they do things like, it will sound like somebody's walking across the floor in there, like somebody's moving things like moving devices and stuff like that but in my case it's actually like a some kind of a sonic like like sonic sound there or it's b2k it's perception of sound just like my b2k sounds like two people are talking to about 20 feet to the left right now they do sounds that sound just like they are happening on that floor but but it is actually uh, it's actually microwave hearing perceptually going to my inner ear and sounding like it's coming from that exact point. But, you know, I just, I think, I think the bottom line is, quote, Ronnie Kildy, it's then neighbors always named. Ronnie Kildy said that? I got to look that up. Um, you know, but there's, there's more people that have said that it's not, you know, if you look up, um, if you look up Richard Lighthouse, Robert Duncan, uh, Barry Trower, uh, the Moscow, I mean, if you just think about the Moscow microwave signal, James, like look up uh, the Mo- Moscow microwave, they knew like in, in 1953, they could hit people remotely with microwaves. Um, so if that was in 1953, that, that uh, Russia was was hitting Americans with remote microwave signals. Um, you know, think about it, it's 2018. So how far along have they gone? Um, but anyway, well, I, I do believe they, they use ground weapons too. I just, some people, I think, uh, I just don't think they use it as much as some people think. I guess, I guess that's the right way to say it. But it doesn't matter. We all want to end this. We just need to keep getting more solid information so that, but yeah, yeah, James, you're completely right about that. They use more than one uh, directed energy weapon. Um, I, I kind of stay away from saying ray gun or anything like that. But yeah, they, they can use, they could have somebody with a ground weapon who's your neighbor, maybe comes in from work, hits you for a couple of hours or whatever, that's it's mixing in with from you being remotely hit. They could have your neighbor with the remote platform. Like, I'm not sure about that. You know, like, I don't think that my, you know, my attackers are in my condo complex with this remote station. I think that they're like, you know, in some kind of maybe office building, like, uh, like the, the con, like Arcadis contractor building or in their own home or something like that. But in your case, James, they could have the remote platform, like your neighbor could be ex-military or whatever and have that whole remote platform in his house and be be the one doing it. 
You know, we just don't know enough yet to rule that out. So what next? I know that they don't use the same technology on everyone the same way. Yeah, definitely, definitely true. Next, definitely true. All right, I'm gonna come back to you guys in a second. I'm gonna keep reading that um, this this article, the Physicians for Human Rights. We need to get in contact with them. I'm sure a lot of targeted individuals have already gotten in contact with them, but we need to be just getting in touch with all of these people. Just laying on, laying on the documentation, laying on the foundation of proof, keep laying on that, that foundation of proof where people cannot say it's not happening. Um, okay, I think I already read this one. I might read this paragraph in. Uh, yet the Bush administration's legal framework to protect CIA interrogators from violating U.S. statutory and treaty obligations, uh, prohibiting torture effectively, uh, contravene well-established legal and ethical codes that, had they been enforced, should have protected prisoners against human experimentation and should have prevented the enhanced interrogation program from being initiated in the first place. There is no evidence that the Office of Legal Counsel ever assessed the lawful, lawfulness of the medical monitoring of torture as it did with the use of the enhanced techniques themselves. The use of torture and cruel and inhuman treatment in, in interrogation of detainees in U.S. custody has been well documented by Physicians for Human Rights, PHR, and others. The role of health professionals in designing, monitoring, and participating in torture also has been investigated and publicly, publicly documented. Uh, this current report provides evidence that in addition to medical complicity in torture, Health professionals participated in research and experimentation on detainees in U.S. custody. The use of human beings as research subjects has, has a long and disturbing history filled with misguided and often willfully unethical experimentation. Ethical codes and federal regulations have been established to protect uh, human subjects from harm and include clear standards, standards for informed consent of participants in research, an absence of coercion and a requirement for rigorous scientific procedures. The essence of the ethical and legal protections for human subjects uh, is that the subjects, especially vulnerable populations such as prisoners, must be treated with the dignity befitting human beings and not simply as experimental guinea pigs. And we know that they're getting worse and worse. The experimentation, they're doing it to a, a wider number of people as they go along with technologies that can't be traced so easily. Um, the use of health professionals to monitor intentionally harmful interrogation techniques places in them in the service of national security objectives, which are in conflict with the interests of those who they are monitoring. The result has been a co-opting of health professionals by the national security apparatus and a violation of the highest medical admonition to do no harm until the questions examined in this paper are answered and if ethical violations or crimes were committed, those responsible are held accountable. The misuse of medical and scientific expertise for expedient and non-therapeutic goals jeopardizes the ethical integrity of the profession and the public trust in the healing profession's risks being seriously compromised. 
I agree. I think that if any doctor, any doctor uh, participates in human experimentation, in non-consensual human experimentation, they are going against the oaths that they took to do no harm. And I cannot believe that the, the CIA can uh, commandeer or any of these agencies, these military agencies or contractors can commandeer doctors that are supposed to do no harm. Uh, and and that, that would sicken me. Uh, and I think that, I mean, you know, we know that probably uh, medical personnel are, are um, you know, are, are working with our attackers. I just, you know, I, I wonder if they're actually on the certain shifts. They have to have somebody who has a medical background. Like we, we like I said, we've got to just get more and more concrete information uh, so that some of these, you know, some of these things that we may disagree on or not know, not know for certain that we can just solidly say, okay, this is the, the all the different protocols they're using. Uh, this is the thing that they use the most. You know, we need some, I, I really wish that people would, uh, you know, who are, in, you know, working with these contractors would leak, would come forward and leak a lot of this information. Uh, but, but they risk, I think, uh, being arrested, um, being uh, court-martialed if they're in the military. They sign these uh, secrecy agreements. Kind of getting tired of reading for right now, so I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a second. And go back. I wish I could put y'all into this group chat here so I could see y'all. It says 14 viewers over here. I don't see why I can't get y'all in this chat. Oh well, I'll just go over um, here for a second. I'm gonna take a break on reading real quick and ask y'all, James. Since since you're here, James. Um, uh, let's see what, what y'all talking about. Uh, next, yes, they can hit you anywhere. It is not just to hit you. They need a short-range, reliable signal. They need someone adjacent to your environment. Um, and the next level says we are lab rats in this human experimentation. Yeah, I agree. Um, so James says they need to break into your house to drug you. It is your neighbors who do that. Yeah, I think I think my I had a an ex-military neighbor at the house that burned down, and they would come into my house a lot more often than they do in my condo right now. Hey, Autumn, how you doing? You hanging in there? And they would they like it at the house. I didn't there wasn't a camera by the door, so they would break in and poison my food a lot more. And also the ex-military neighbor, he was ex-army, he would uh, put this the smell in the yard. And I think what it was was a liquid that turned into a gas, and it would make this smell either like boiling crawfish, uh, burning hamburgers, um, a sewage sometimes. And so what would I and I and like one time I was walking around the house and I saw a ground weapon. I saw something that looked like a ground weapon. At this point in my life, I think that I was supposed to see it. I think that, that I was supposed to see it. I think it was a ground weapon. And I think on the weekends he did actually participate and he would hit me every now and then, maybe for a couple of hours or whatever, and that would combine with the remote torture. Um, that, that's, I mean, but that's my experience in my situation. You know, I, uh, a lot of Dr. Horton's videos, you know, she's, 
you know, she gets away from her house and she feels a lot better. And apparently, like, but, but she says she she says she still gets hit in her car, you know, going places. So I really just think that the technology is such that they can hit us anywhere remotely. I think they do add in ground weapons, you know, to make it worse, to make it worse, and to, um, you know, kind of they they want that's what they want us thinking. They want us thinking like because from the beginning of me knowing I was targeted. Till up to about a year ago, they were constantly like trying to convince me that it was my neighbors, that my neighbors were doing it 24 hours a day. So it seems like a huge protocol that they do that. Now they've stopped that within the last year. Yeah, they can hit you anywhere. It is a psyops. What uh, next? What did what look like? Oh, it, can you okay, hear me, Kyle? Are you straight? Was, Kyle? Uh, I show you all, it had a square front. Hello, Kyle. I don't. He's. I think he's streaming that, or or bringing that in somehow, Richard. I don't think Kyle's oh, okay. here. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. think so. I just called to see how much snow they got in Tennessee, but I've called three times, I guess. Well, I think Ryan's here somewhere. You looking for Ryan? This is Ryan's call, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, where's Ryan? I I don't know. Around there somewhere, I think he's having a little trouble with his communication or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, Neil's call was nice tonight, I thought, or, you know, reasonably good, didn't you think? I think it was mighty boring. <laughs> Linda, okay. yeah, are you, are you controlling the, um, you must be controlling it then. You're not no, controlling I'm the stream? No, I'm controlling nothing. No. Oh, no. well then, Ryan no. must be around. Must be Those somewhere. listening to it. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, 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 he said, I he said it was boring. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> How are you, Richard? Uh, I'm fine. How are you, Linda? I'm okay. How are you? I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I'm breathing. (laughs) (laughs) That's better than the alternative, I guess. (laughs) What was it? W.C. Fields wanted on his his tombstone, something like, all things considered, I'd rather rather be in Philadelphia. (laughs) So who you don't know who's controlling the um the, I have okay, no idea who's Ryan then. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, where are you then? Come on. I thought maybe he gave you the you know No the control. No, I don't want any responsibility. <laughs> no. Yep. Oh, it could be. You know who he does once in a while? He gives it to Alex. I wonder if Alex, and yeah. then Alex is what? silent. 
You won't I hear him. Yeah. No, I don't think he's here tonight. Oh. I think he's um, he's in England now, and, you know, on occasion yeah. he comes in, but less often or something. You know, bless his heart. Uh, I hope he's okay. Time. Huh? I hope he's all right. Um, by the way, Richard, I, 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 when you were telling, when you were talking to, um, what's his name? What's his name? Al? Al. You were yeah. pretty funny. You were very honest, very clear. Well, well I try. I, I try. Well, you know, he does like to, he does like to be an expert. He and I, he well, I don't. Yeah. I don't mind him trying to be an expert as long as he uh, don't try to put words in my mouth. I mean, he just come out and said something about reading somebody's mind. That's not what I said. I didn't say anything about reading anybody's mind. Yeah, you you just used the word mind control. I heard it. I almost said something, but I decided that I'm not. Well, gonna, that's two I'm different things. That's much. two different. That's two different no, that's, things. That, that's what, right, 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 yeah. But. Plus the fact that uh, while the subject is up, uh, he uh, contacted me uh, months and months and months ago talking about having chips removed and all this stuff, and he couldn't talk about it on the call, same as he did tonight. And when I called, uh, I talked to the lady that Linda was talking about, Dawn, on the phone, and all of a sudden it was going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get them removed. And I'm thinking, okay, well, wouldn't it be a good idea to make sure they're there first? And <laughs> there you go. That kind of that kind of blowed them out of the water a little bit. And uh, here he is, months and months and months later. Still talking about having chips removed. Okay, well, why hasn't he had them removed if he's trying to get everybody else to get theirs removed? Sounds like to me somebody's just trying to make some money. Ah, uh, well, well, I think that's a possibility. <clears throat> Well, here's the thing. If I come up with a way to help any TI tomorrow, I'm not going to call you guys and say, hey, give me all your money. I got this idea. I can't tell you about it. We'll talk about it uh, over the phone off the call so I can tell you how much. All right, well, anyway. Well, he kind of shows up and then drifts away and then shows up and drifts away. Well, he's he's prospecting. He's prospecting yeah. for anybody that might uh, be able to contact him or him contact off the call so that somewhere along the way he can tell them how good this thing is and what a great deal it is. And it really, really gets down to if you remove the chips, you know, then you're free, you're you're not uh, targeted anymore. Well, what the hell happens if a targeted person shows up without chips? And uh, if it's so important and it's so big, 
why don't they just come on the call and share the numbers and the names of the peoples and places so that the people can get it done instead of making himself the middleman. Well, that that in the fact that he ain't had his removed, I find that a little suspicious. It was like a ready thing, ready to go thing before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was when I first started calling these shows. Uh, he come out, told me he could stop this and he could help me and all this stuff, and I'm I'm like, okay, well. Uh, if you remove the chip and I don't get any signals, that's great. But what about these guys that are beating me up and ripping my clothes and drugging me and stealing my money? And he's like, oh, no, 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 that's not going on. That's not happening. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know. it's all signals. And if you get the chips, and I'm like, well, what if I don't got chips? You know, maybe we need to find out if I got chips first or not. And then the lady, I spoke with the lady, and she's like, well, it's going to take this amount of money. And But it's a funny thing. I sit there and hear him explaining his targeting and how bad it is. And her sitting over there with a funny little hat thing on trying to shield and protect herself. So... Why would I give somebody my money can't help yourself? Absolutely. I was born at night, but it won't last time. Well, i got to be honest and tell you, I have trouble with the mind-reading thing, too. But I just can't, I, I don't get it. So I just kind of let it go. So when he says, well, they don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have to. They don't have to read your mind, Linda, because with the things they're doing and capable of doing, they simply can ask you questions, and you're going to answer them. I think. I think for me, the mind manipulation comes from the fear and the you know, um, scaring you and doing all that. To me, that's how they've manipulated me. Well, see, you're right. You're pretty close to to being on track because this whole thing is impossible without trauma. They got to have you traumatized before the mind control will even work. And the stalking and the the doing stuff around your home and the phone manipulation and the DVD destruction and all this kind of crap that's going on. It's all about trauma. And once you're traumatized, your mind is fully uh, uh, alerted to all these different things. And then if you add in there the targeting where you have the pain and the burning and all the other things going on with your body, and and thinking of death and thinking of, you know, all these horrible, terrible, then they got you traumatized enough to progress with this MK Ultra. And with the MK Ultra, a lot of people don't want to buy it. A lot of people don't want to believe it. They can walk up to you, put you on pause, do what they want to do, walk away, and you 
don't even remember anything. In fact, if you don't look at your watch, you won't even miss the few minutes it took them to do it. Well, I, I do know that there have been times where I, like, I've got something in my hand and I want to, like, put it away somewhere quietly, you know, and I was, and then I will not have a clue as to what I did with it. I don't know if that's the same thing. I don't know. I just know that all of a sudden my mind blanks. Well, what that care. is, yeah. Well, what that is, is, is them taking away your short-term memory. Mm-hmm. Like trying to think of a name that you were talking about yesterday. And you can't think of it. I mean, a, a lot of it, some of it could be connected to normal stuff. But then if you're trying to remember something and you just completely draw a blank and you go over and over and over and over it, and it's just not there, you see, that's the key. It's not there. It's been taken away. Usually if you think about it or later it'll come to you later, but it's just not there. Short-term memory is all they can tamper with unless they actually work on your brain or in your head. And, well, a lot of that's being done, too. Well, I hate that short. I just, we, very difficult to deal with when you cannot recall names that you know, things that you know, you know. You, you know them like the back of your hand, but you can't recall. That's really... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's difficult for me is to listen to the calls and think, okay, okay. Uh, reading a book. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. And self-massage. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Give yourself a massage. Get a little coconut oil and put it on your skin and rub it a little bit. And, you know, uh, taking a walk and uh, watching a, a good movie and and all of these things, you know, to take our mind off of it. I think somebody said take your mind, uh, make you forget it for a while. I'm kind of agreeable with that, but then if you stop and think about it, you're supposed to be doing all of this while you're being murdered, and yeah, you're right. supposed you're supposed to be yeah. forgetting about it and and all that and kind of going on vacation in your mind while you're being murdered. And I don't think nobody should be forgetting at all about what's happening. If you want to fight back, yeah, fight back. You know, fight back that way. But you can't do it and forget about it. You've got to be... When you take that walk or read that book, you you still got to be alert and aware of you know what's happening to you and around you. But well, I'd just love to see some finally decide. You know what? The hell with the all the stuff that we talk about and all the stuff that we're doing. Uh, let's do something about it. And the question was asked of me by Neil weeks and weeks ago. He caught me off guard. He asked me a question. I did not have an answer at all. And I I 
went out and napped that morning late, and when I woke up, there the answer was. And I've been trying to get this answer. He asked me, he said, well, okay, what do we do? What path do we take? Where do we start? Because, you know, we've done all this other stuff. We've wrote the letters. We've made the phone calls. We've done the cleansing and the vitamins and, and we do all we we've done all this stuff but it, none of it has moved forward at all you're not going anywhere yeah That's remember right. alice remember alice on the calls you know she was alice. kind of bitchy alice she used to always come on and say where are we going you know and that was like two years ago where are we what are we doing you know and it's true oh, we just go yeah. around yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I went back. Yeah. Well, I went back. I went back on some of the videos, uh, some coast to coast videos, and uh, talk shoot and conference call, and I, I I literally went back to listen to some of the old ones, and I found the oldest one I could find video pertaining to talk shoot, and when I listened within the first three minutes of the show they were talking about the very same thing then that people talk oh. about now and it, and it, it almost oh, it almost man. made me sick it almost made me yeah. sick yeah they were yeah they were talking about the government they were talking about the weapons they were talking about the the signals and the you know the shielding and and they were talking about the very same damn things Oh, man. You know, that's what I admire about EMF Linda. She is, she's on it. You know, she's getting things yeah. done. Making you know? making a difference, yep. Making yeah. a difference. That's her heart. That's right. And that's what needs to happen. Some kind of, even if it's a small one, some kind of difference. What are we doing? I mean, Ella's got the, the big, you know, the billboards, and that's cool. That's that's more than I think anything has been done before. You know. Well, that's appropriate. The word you use is yeah. very appropriate. It's cool. That's cool. But it's getting the word now. Well, I do think that that uh, well, knowledge, you know, getting the word out, I think is really important because. You know, if people don't know about it, they're not going to do anything about it. But boys getting old. That's just getting so well, I got I got a couple of questions that I would like to ask everybody yeah. in a, in a group. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, just 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 my way of thinking outside the box. But okay, so. If they're doing all these signals and spraying and all of us is getting it, everybody in the world is getting it, why are we the only ones with symptoms? You don't think other people are in the world? Well, of course. Yeah, they're, they're, they're spraying it in the air. They're putting it in the water, they're putting it in the food, the microplasma, the nanobots, the uh, chemicals, the uh, all this crap. I mean, why are we the only ones with symptoms? You mean why, 
why do the perps have symptoms too? Is that what you mean? Well, no. Why does the, no? I'm talking about worldwide. Why does the rest of the population that are not targeted individuals, yeah. why do they not have symptoms? Well, some people do say that everybody is targeted. Well, if they if are, if they are, okay, if they are, then why are they not trying to find this call? Why are they not trying to find out what vitamins to take? Why are they not trying to find out what material to use for shielding? Why are they, are they not spending hours and hours on the calls listening? And why are they not losing their jobs and, and, and being moved off of their property? Why are their trees and plants and bushes not being destroyed and burned up? And why are they not being stalked everywhere they go? Because they're not getting it. Because they're not being wait, wait they're a not minute. being stuck. Wait yeah. a minute, Richard. Wait a minute. I, w- I was targeted for, I, I was having all kinds of symptoms before I started being tortured regularly. Okay, well, you had the symptoms. That's what I asked about. Why so I, is the rest of the population that are not on these calls and not working and not digging why are they not getting the symptoms? That's what I said. Okay, well, my, there's there. Okay, let me. There's my answer, which you've probably heard me say to you before. Um, oh shoot, I gotta switch phones. Anyway, my my answer is that um, they are getting health problems that they think are natural, but they're not natural. Just like I had for many years. You know, many years, as you well, know. Well, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. And the wait, torture wait is what got me to realize. Then it's it's timing. Timing is all. Well, well, their symptoms, our symptoms are pretty much identical. We we pretty much have the same symptoms. They are not having what we're having. They're having other symptoms, and none of it can be pointed toward being targeted I'm just saying that I don't think they're spraying it on everybody I think they're just taking care I I think they're just uh, paying us a lot of special attention with this or everyone else would have it Just a thought. So you don't you don't agree with what? Um, or I'm not I'm not assuming. I'm asking you. So do you agree with Richard Lighthouse that everybody has things in them or around them? They're just not being tortured yet. I mean, I'm not saying everybody. I don't believe everybody's going to be tortured in their lifetime. But I do believe that maybe he's maybe he's onto something. You know, maybe. I mean, look at all the weird health issues that people have that are not being tortured right now. Well, I'm just I'm just drawing a line between whatever is going on around out there, because more and more are being added to our group all the time. I'm not saying there's nothing going on out there. I'm just saying that none of them out there are showing any of the symptoms. We are 
until they're added to this group. So they can't be getting the same things that we're getting. We don't know what they're feeling. We don't know what's going on with them. You know what I mean? We don't know yet. Well, well, we don't know. We don't even know what's going on with us, but here's the thing. Uh, if, yeah. if, if we, we can't agree at all on how the symptoms we are getting are happening, but the symptoms are the same. You sit and listen to people talk about their symptoms, what's happening, they're the same. So another thing, here's another question. If all of our symptoms are pretty much the same, how can we be getting different stuff? What do you mean by different stuff? Different means of targeting. How how can one person say that oh. Oh, they're 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 sick? because of chemicals and stuff that was in their food in their refrigerator, and then another person say, well, no, it's because of a frequency, and then another person say, no, it's because of a satellite, and then another person say, no, it's because my neighbor was sitting over there with an electromagnetic uh, generator and I could hear it running, and, and that's why I'm sick. N- no, we're all getting we the know. very same symptoms. Yeah. So we can't well, we be get... getting. It's because it's be... coming from multiple we... sources. It's coming from multiple. No, no, that's okay. a deception. That's all right. a deception. Yeah. I am so going to call back on my other phone, so I'm going to be gone for about okay. a minute. Okay. Bye. Okay. What is your answer? What are you thinking, Richard? That's a deception. That's a deception. The deception is we're all getting the same symptoms, so we're all having the same stuff thrown at us wherever it's coming from. It's it's coming from the same place. It's not coming. If it comes from a different place, there's going to be different symptoms. There's different, I think there are different ways to deliver the same thing. Make sense? It, you know, there are different going deliveries. To be, well, when, when you get to where every store you call in town can deliver you a hot, tasty pizza, you let me know. What? what, what, what go ahead. Say it again. No, I don't it's, get it. It's not, it's not happening that way. It can't. I don't care if you got three of the best cooks in the world with the same stuff to send you a pizza from, there's going to be a difference in the pizzas. One of them's going to be better. You're going to like one of them going to be dry. One of them going to be too wet and slimy. And, and, and it, it's, it's, it's not happening that way. Common Common sense. Common sense. Well, people are different. How they react is different. To this, you know, you can, you know, We're all reacting the same. We're all reacting the same. We're all getting that. the same symptoms. Well, we are. I, I've listened to you cough. I've listened to your stories. 
I've listened to you talk about your knee. I've listened to you talk about your stomach and the 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 heating up and the, all the other things. I've listened to all the TIs talk, and that's what I do. I'm like an elephant. I don't forget. And all of it is the same. It's the same. So what are you saying? What is your what? What are you saying? What What do you? I'm not sure I understand. The point. The point is, is you got five people on the call. Five people are talking about the same symptoms, same symptoms, very same place, very same uh, amount of pain, very same hell, very same day. But one of them is saying that a generator that their neighbor had in the back of their car under a pile of monkey shit. Uh, then another another one over here is is got a, a superficial uh, sheet of uh, mylar hanging through his tree saying, oh, no, it, it's coming from the satellite. I, I, I know it is. And then another one over there has got, well, there's a, a guy come riding by, and he had something in his hand. He had a handheld weapon, and on and on and on. But every one of the five people have the very same symptom. I'm just saying that it's all coming from the same place, and it's all coming in the same manner, and it's all creating the same symptoms. It's not coming from 10 or 15 different places. Okay. Well, okay. Mine, I think mine is coming from my neighbor. I don't know. I've got too many yeah. trees around me to, to be able to have a... Um, well, I just put up a, a nice little, I put up a nice little video here a little while ago. Uh, I, I come to, I, I had been hit, I had been attacked in my truck again. I'm sitting there frustrated and mad. I'm looking around. Everything seems intact. Everything seems in place. How How the hell did they do that again, which is what I always ask. Because I know there's people around me. I hear them. I smell them sometimes and blah, 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 blah. But I finally rolled the window down and looked out. See, I told someone with the snow on the ground, they leave me alone because they'll leave tracks in the snow. And, well... The snow melted this afternoon pretty good, but it made a big old wet mud hole type yard. And I picked out the wettest, muddiest spot to pull up to park in and fix my doors and fixed all the stuff. Did not get out the truck before I got hit. When I rolled the window down, I'm looking around on the ground, and wow, guess what there was right beside my door on the ground in the mud? What? What? Great, great big old footprints. Oh, my. And I, the first thing I did was looked at my shoes, and they were completely dry and clean, huh? and I made a video. 
and I showed my shoes. I showed the locks on the doors and the fuse pulled out of the electric windows and I opened the door and did a video up, of up, the up, ground. I just lost my phone. Hold on, just lost my phone. Okay, I'm back. But I did the video of the ground and everything, and it's just as plain as day that someone was standing exactly in the center of my door. You can plainly see the footprints. You can plainly see that they're large and big enough they're not mine. Plus, my shoes have tread on the bottom, and theirs didn't. They were flat and smooth, which is typical of, any time I've ever found any shoe prints in my yard or in my house or anywhere else, they were always flat and smooth. But, well, you're welcome to watch the little video. I have a oh, question. You too. I have a question for you, Richard. You ready? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right, so... From what you what you just said, so do you believe that it is only coming from one source, which are these people on the ground? Is that what is that what you you do you think it's coming from one source? Well, here's here you go. We all got people coming and going from our homes, right? Yep, we right. sure do. We all got people in cars riding back and forth, right? Right, right. We all got people that stalk us when we go shopping or here or there. We all got people messing with our phones and computers and DVD players. We all have uh, things moved or messed with or stolen or gone or destroyed. In, in our lives, we all have family members that seem to uh, have been approached or told something or neighbors that have been approached and told something. And, and I can go on and on and on for a right good while, and each and everything I'll tell you is connected to someone on the ground. Right. Is that the answer to the question? <laughs> that absolutely is. Absolutely. That's the whole answer. That's right. That's exactly right. Okay. A man, a very smart doctor person, somebody else might know, Linda might know who he is when I say this, but his very biggest, most famous remark that he made was, when we got them out, when, they, when everything they believe is a lie, then we got control of them. We're being deceived. Huh. I don't know who said that, but I'm and I'm I've got my speakerphone on because I'm putting my headgear on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All kinds of headgear. Well don't get your eyelid caught between that magnet and that shielding <laughs> piece you got. <laughs> well, I'm gonna try. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> Does it help you, Linda? Do those things help? I hope so. I, you know what? What bothers me is this 
I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm losing hair, and I, I just got some new perps. I, I think, I think this city's, I think this is where all the perps come to die. <laughs> all the, I don't know. Anyway, it seems like I can't get away from perps. And that's a long story, but I'm losing hair, and this, this is kind of a plan. I don't know. I'm just tired of, tired of all of it. Aren't, are you guys too? Are you tired yeah. of it? Yeah, so definitely. Huh. Definitely. Yeah. Are we echoing? Is that on my speakerphone? Am I echoing? You're uh, not echoing, but you sound a little different. Like, um, a little different, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have my headphone on. I'll have it on one second. just have to get all my hit. I guess I have my head gear and my eye shields and... <laughs> <laughs> well, if it helps, good for you. Go for it. <laughs> well, I don't have any idea. I've got this. I don't know. I hope so. Who knows? I hope it helps. I do. I hope it's helping. Yeah, I know. It, I know it does help some people. I know that. I've heard them. So that's good. Yeah. That you're doing that. Yeah, you know. Why not? I mean, my best, you know. Yeah. Need to. <laughs> Maybe I would have no hair if I didn't have this headgear, you know? Yeah. Maybe I'd be blind if I didn't shield my eyes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, be right back. Okay, chat. How was your how was your day, Richard? Same or Yeah, not much to brag about. Um what I about the snow? I look really stupid. Anyway, okay, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. No, I was just asking about the snow. Did it did it snow very much or? Well, I just here or yeah, we got it. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got yeah, snow too. Did. did you get snow, Linda? Yeah, we got snow. We got snow for about two days. One day we got about three inches, which is pretty remarkable for here. And um, and then we had just a little flutter. And the next day we had serious hail, and then oh, it all wow. went away. We've got we've got nice clear um, blue skies. And I heard I heard Kyle talking about if chemtrails seem to be lessening. And yes, they do here. How about you guys? Do you have as many chemtrails? Do you think? I haven't really noticed because it's been kind of. It's Minnesota, so the sky's been kind of white lately. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come here, Jack. Yeah. yeah. We got so you winter wouldn't know time. the difference. Yeah. yeah. Come here, baby. Come on, Jack. Come here. Hey. Hi, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you baby. He's a little golden cutie pie. He's a, he's actually he's about. 45 pounds. He's not a tiny puppy, you know, but he's a little cutie. Took him for a walk today, and we, he met new people. And it's like, oh, my God, new people, yes. You know, she's just <laughs> smelling them and loving them. He has a little tail going in a mile a minute. He's That's a happy nice. little guy. Yeah, even the vet. They just, <laughs> he just I mean, they couldn't stop laughing at him. He was so cute and friendly and loving everything and, you know. 
Jack loves everybody loves Jack. He's so cute. I even take him to my doctor's with me. And um, come on, come on, baby. Um, they all love him too. He's just a love. Well, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's not being tortured too much. It sounds like so. That's good. I, you know, oh, as far as I know, yeah, yeah, he spends a lot of time in his little bed. Yeah. Um, when he is, yeah, he all of a sudden jump up and run in there, and you know something's going on when that happens. But you know, I mean, do my best. Can't find my phone. I know it's here. Okay. Okay. So it's good. It's good weather in Minnesota. Oh, it's really cold now. We got the cold now oh. for the for the winter time. It'll be cold for many months. <laughs> yeah. Lucky person. Do you like snow? <laughs> Do you like the cold? <laughs> um. I think I've had my fill. I've I've been in this weather for 18 years now, and um, it was wow. it was nice. But I I think may, I may have had my fill. <laughs> yeah, I can sure understand that. This is yeah. the first time I've ever lived in snow of any sort, you know. And uh-huh. um, boy, I mean, who, you know, you, it's no fun to be slipping on ice and doing all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty much in in my apartment all the time now, just about. So I don't even, you know. But um, it get, it's pretty, you know, if the, if the sky is blue and there's a fresh snow, you know, it can be beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful. Yeah. It's just that it's the winters are very long, you know, very long. Yeah. And harsh, I would think. Yes, we get blizzards. So yes. Mm. Do you do you drive in the snow? No, I I have I still have my I have a driver's a current driver's license, but I haven't had a car for several years. Um, I just couldn't no. afford it. Couldn't afford it. So, but my friend, um, everything's close by. You know, grocery shopping and most yeah. most things are close by anyway. So, um, I get I have help. You know, to get my groceries and stuff. Yeah. Richard, we have what? nothing here. Oh, <laughs> nothing how, how, I was going to ask you how how because um, this is a I'm in a little tiny town now. Are you in a really? How, I I asked oh. you this before, but I don't remember. What's the population okay. there? I am probably about twelve. It is such a small town. I'm like, there's nothing here. I'm kidding. There's probably <laughs> <a> thousand. <laughs> oh well, yeah, it's about like mine. This is uh, twenty five hundred. And, um, yeah, yeah. Is that about the one size market. of your town? Yeah, we have one market and yeah. Main Street, and that's it. And then we got houses, you know. Yeah, yeah. We it's actually have time. a hospital. We got a hospital in town, oh. and a couple of really? nursing homes, and we got um, most most everything. It takes you know you got to drive over a half hour to get to like a Walmart or a superstore yeah. like a Target or something. You got to drive quite a ways, but we have here. almost everything here. Yeah. Uh, you, I heard. I heard you were gonna go. You're going back to um, Cambria. I'm or? Try, yeah. I'm. I'm getting some. I'm. I'm trying to straighten out some funds that have disappeared, and oh, wow. um, you know, yeah. 
and that's, I'm going to do my best to do that. However, I'm here. Me too. The, the fires were near here, very near here. I, we've had fires just all around us here. And mm-hmm. selling my house is not going to be that easy, I don't think, you know. Yeah. Who wants to live, who wants to move into a fire zone? Yeah. Are you really in a fire zone where you're at? Yeah, yeah. Wow. The Paradise mm-hmm. Fire, the recent one, was, was I don't quite know how far away. It may be, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes from here. But oh, you're that close. One, oh. oh, yeah. The one, um, so the one, one of the lower fires was in the lower part of Murphy's, of my little town, and that's oh, wow. too close. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I want to move, you know. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I'll just keep it and rent it out. I don't know. That might be the only thing I can do. You know. If yeah, I can't I guess sell it. Yeah, you'll have to see what happens. Yeah. 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 Except that what I've noticed in the past is if I have a if I rent something out, it gets ruined. You know, they find a way to destroy it. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I, I think I interrupted. You were going to ask Richard something. Oh, I was just thinking about the the weather over there. Just wondering about the weather. How's the weather over there, Richard? Did we ask him? Is he still there? I don't know. I'm not I'm not on my computer. Richard? Now I can't hear anything. Hello? I can't either. Just me and you. Oh, it got really quiet. And I thought, oh, because <laughs> they do that with this. This one phone that I, this cheap phone I have, they just disconnect. They've done that before. I'll be on a call, and all of a sudden yeah. I'll be going hello, hello, and, and nobody will be yeah. there, and then I have to call back in. Yeah, or you'll be talking away and no one's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Richard's been getting. I think he's been getting disconnected with that phone, that new phone he's got now. See, so he, he may have actually gotten knocked off. Richard. Ryan? Richard, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Come on, you guys. <laughs> hmm. Uh. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I told you that my mom, you know, she, she loves Hello, that area. Hello, my friend. Hello, Hello my friend. How are oh, you is doing, that Ryan? This is Vera Spada, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? How, how are you doing, my friend? My friends? Are you trying to be an Irish? Irish? He's trying to be well, an Irishman. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. This would be. That's actually my. Uh, there's a movie. It's called American Ninja. And there's this drug lord in there. He's like he's like a foreign dude. He's like a very bad villain and he's always like, Yeah, hey, hey, my friend. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> That's my impression of him. <laughs> he does Kyle very well. 
Yeah, he's a voice guy, hey. definitely. Hey, guys, yeah. how you doing? This is Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I've just been, you know, I've not been on the call so much here lately because I've been, I've been drinking a few bottles of wine and doing some videos. And my videos are very good, by the way. You guys should take a look. They are. His videos are good. <laughs> he's His videos a lot of are good. Yeah, he's so cute. Absolutely. So I think like when he, but he's so cute when he says, "Okay, well, you guys, I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be back." It's like you don't need to, too much information, Kyle. You don't need to listen to Mark. He's like, well, I mean, I had to go take it back. The perps called, you know, I, the perps made me use the bathroom with technology, and then I came back and they made pepper shit the floor. The perps. <laughs> oh, Ryan. You're so well, funny. I, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the perps cost pepper to shit in the floor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Kyle. Oh, man. You're making they, fun they of your that. buddy. No, I'm not making He knows I do impressions of you. I know, if, I, if, I know. If, I, if I do an impression of you, it means I'm honoring you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm just I'm just joking. <laughs> Kyle's a big boy. Kyle's a big boy. He can handle himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Did Did you hear him on that one? He says, "What did he say?" He's here's your boy, Kyle. Here's your boy, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> on one of his videos like, that Ryan was playing. Yes, I think it was last night. He said, "Here's your boy, Kyle." That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Ryan said. Ryan. Yeah, because well, Ryan says that to Kyle. He's like, there's my boy, you know, and then Kyle said that yeah. on the video. <laughs> <laughs> he is so cute on yeah. those videos. He's, well, he's so, you know, I mean, he knows everybody in there. And he's, you know, talking yeah. to them. They're obviously typing on the <laughs> message thing. But he's, like, talking to him, and, you know, okay, guys, I got to go. I got to go to the bathroom and get something to drink. I'll be back. It's so cute. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't need to tell them everything. <laughs> I think I it's, it's see, I, I just listen. I don't see it on, online, so I just listen. It's kind yeah. of, it kind of, it, it's it's nice that he does that because everything's so serious yeah. with us, you know. And when yeah, that other yeah. video, he said, He's like really serious and talking, and then he goes, "Man, I need a haircut." <laughs> and then he keeps talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so cute. That, that is, he is so real. I just yeah, I like love that. that so He's much. so real. Yeah. Yeah. and 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 sweet. You know, real. He's a good person. He's got he a is. good heart. He is. Yeah. He does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he's doing those calls. I I yeah. need to go to. Or those uh, videos. I need to go to one of one of these days. I don't go to them. Well, um, how do you? I I'm, I'm yeah. still not online. So how? What do? What do people do? They go to YouTube. How do you get into that chat anyway? Because isn't it, I thought it was YouTube. That or is he not well, on? I don't. YouTube? Yeah, it is. It is. I don't YouTube. know how to get into that chat. I don't. I don't. That's one of the reasons I don't go to the call. I don't know how to get into the chat. Oh, it's an actual oh, it's call. Simple, guys. Or. <laughs> It, it's no, simple, it's guys. It, it, it's it's Kyle's YouTube channel. All you need to do is go to YouTube and type in Vulcan Wolverine, and then when you pull his channel up, it'll say like streaming live now, and then you just mm-hmm. click on the video that he's streaming, and it'll take you right into the chat. But you must be signed into a YouTube account to be able to chat. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Richard must have got knocked up. I noticed he, he's not on my panel here. I'm not seeing him in the lounge. So he's got knocked up. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you, Ryan? I'm okay. Hey, I tell you guys, I just made a hell of a bowl of chili, guys. It, I, I, I got a bag myself. Yeah. Make sure you tell Connie from Connie from Connecticut. She would she would say that's good because it's spicy, you know. Yeah. And exactly. and I do agree with her, by the way. I I, I know some about what? detox and yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but the spicy that'll that'll stir things up in your your body and your skin. So, did you did you eat all your chili? He's gone again. Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, we're still talking to you. You got loose call. Yeah. It's like Sue Maya. I heard her one night. She said, it, it, what did she say? It's a different culture or something like yeah. that. I can't remember. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> a whole different culture. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's like, it's really nice to have our, you know, we, we're, we're supportive of each other and we're friends, you know? And I yeah. love that. And some of the times it's just nice to cut loose, I think, instead of yeah. having it all very organized, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And we all we all like it when when we can get along and not not argue with each other. That's that's nice. Jeez. <laughs> you hit God. To put it to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, you know what I'm talking was about. That's some some real screaming on that cowboy. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, you know what? I missed um I actually missed the one on Neil's. I didn't hear all of Neil's call, but I I left my phone, and then I came back, and I heard Neil, I don't know if you were listening to that call or not, but I heard Neil yeah. say something about get go get your eggnog and settle down or something yeah. like that. But yes. I missed it. Well, who, who was arguing that time? Well, you, you know, Marilyn? Yeah. yeah. No. She was, she, oh, Connie was talking about, you know, all the things you have to do to detox. Detox, and Marilyn, yeah. Marilyn was cute. She said, you know, when I hear you talking about all that stuff, it makes me hungry. Oh. Every time I hear you, I get hungry. And it was, it was cute. And she just laughed. <laughs> and then Huggy Bear came oh, on and said, how oh, oh. dare you say that? How dare you make fun of me? She oh, really no. went out. Ryan, is Huggy Bear still your cousin? Yeah, but I'm disowning her. I can't stand her. I think she's nuts. She's she's out at her. She's a shield that the perps have placed her in the community because you know she she mixes all the alien stuff on it, the Anunnaki and all that stuff. It, it's yeah. like, come on. Is she really yeah. a cousin or is she your adopted cousin? Uh, apparently, she is my cousin because she's from Upper East Tennessee, and then she's a right where she's kin to the Roberts. Oh, Roberts on my mother's side. So yeah. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah, she sure is. Huh. Yeah, I don't claim her anymore. She pissed me <laughs> off. She royally pissed me off. She's running her fat uh, bitch mouth about me over there on the uh, not Neil's call. It's Frank's call. You're kidding. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any respect for her any longer. And, and when when I when I lose respect for you, watch out. You know, you, yeah. if somebody calls me, I lose respect for people. Watch out. <laughs> well, I'll keep that in so. mind. 
Yeah. I'll keep it in mind. Well, the, thing, the thing about yeah. it is she gets so mad if you... She likes to talk about you know, yeah. things that happened thousands of years ago, you know, and um, I, I kind of can't go there. Um, but she goes on and on and on about stuff, and I just... I don't know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be saying that. shouldn't be talking about it. Where's, yep. What's that noise coming from? Somebody's popping. The wind? Probably popping audio through your line. Oh, yeah. Yep. What do you What are you hearing? It's like a. Oh, well, that's sounds like a jet in the background. Okay, let me see if this makes it. Is it gone? Uh, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Okay. Things are if you need it on, go right ahead. It, 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 no. it didn't really bother me. I was just a lot of noises. <laughs> they don't really bother me at all. I'm just curious to what it is. You know, that's all because I can't see <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> that's all. No, no it didn't bother that me. Yet. Yeah. That man. Okay. No, no. Do what. Do whatever you need to do. No, it's okay. I don't need it now. That's okay. I, I don't even, don't even hear it when it's, you know, in the background. Okay. Now, it's 1.38 here, or 1.30 here. What time is it where you guys live? It's 4 3, 3.30. 3.30. Yeah. We're all in different time zones. Do you ever think you'd be talking to people like live in New York who live all over the country just chit-chatting? Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's cool, isn't it? I mean, like, anybody from any state can call in one of these shows and talk to anybody. This show around, like, all around the world, man, and it's free. It don't cost any money. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. How's your kitty? How's your little kitty doing? Oh, hey, and I need to look at them. I need to check in on them. Um, they, uh, somebody let them out from upstairs, and they came there. This morning, they've been rolling around on the floor, fighting, and. Oh, no. Uh oh. <laughs> you mean you mean uh, not not by himself, right? Or. Oh yeah, they well the little Brutus. He's like he and he's an intestine. And he antagonizes people. So little Brutus, oh. like, he keeps pawing at the, my, the, the new little black and white kitty, and he irritates him, and he finally has enough of it. So the guy, so uh, the, the black and white one just leaps off on him and slams him down on the floor with his paw. Oh, you mean, like, <laughs> your na- is that your neighbor's cat that's playing with your cat? No. Or? Well, he, it was a woman that used to live over here next door. Uh, mm. She she just stopped yeah she just stopped feeding her, the, the cat and left oh, wow. it so her brother still lives up here he don't want to take care of it so it's just moved in with us now but oh. it gives little Brutus a friend to play with yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah huh. yeah <laughs> Brian isn't it, when you talk about your cat you can tell you really like that little cat you know it's very cute yeah uh, yeah his yeah. baby I do. <laughs> Yeah, they're little little balls of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Other one right now. He, he's a funny looking cat. He looks like he's sneering. He's he's just a funny, he looks like a cartoon character. Funny. 
Does he have, <laughs> does he have like big big eyes, big round eyes, or? It's just the way his mouth is. I believe it, it looks. It literally looks like the pat is sneering at you, like giving you a dirty face. <laughs> He's funny looking at his mouth. <laughs> yeah, because of his markings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's black and cool. white. And Brutus is brute force. I call him brute force. He's uh, gray, black, and beige. He's got a little white paws. They're hilarious. I've been saying all week, man, these cats give me so much entertainment. I like coming here and have a glass of beer and just stand and watch them. They chase each other around and antagonize each other. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to watch two cats playing. Yeah. Where did, where did Brutus come from? Um... I, the the neighbor over here next door, uh, it came from her dad's house down the road. She gave it to us, yeah. Yeah, they're nice little cats. They're funny until they get mad. Then they then they get hostile with each other. They, Brew just keeps antagonizing this black and white one. He finally fires back after he's had enough of it. <laughs> they're rested now, though. They're tired. Fighting. <laughs> I, I'll t- I, I'll take Brutus sometimes, and I'll just sling him over on the black and white one, just toss him over on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're lots of entertainment. They're fun. Yeah. Did you say that you have, there's a dog over there too, around there? Yeah. The oh, German Shepherd. Yeah. Call him oh, Storm. His name is Storm. Is that yours oh, or, or um, neighbor? Your neighbor's dog. It, Your dog? It's ours. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They, they, where this this snow was so heavy, he could play, make a hell of a snowball out of this. Hit somebody with it, probably hurt him bad. Uh, but the snow collapsed his doghouse. We woke up this morning, looked out the window. I was like, damn! It like brought down metal, like sheet metal and everything, and tore the fence down. The snow? Yeah. Or, yeah. Wow. Huh. Tore everything down. It collapsed. The canopy out here on the back porch. It's a, it's a, it's a hostile snow. It really was. It's so heavy. Huh. Yeah. Oh. But the funny thing we about it is, I didn't hear it when it collapsed. I didn't hear. It. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now out there in the backyard. It's looking out the window. At it. it tore everything down. That's a heavy snow. Huh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just imploded straight down. Huh. Implosion. Sounds like you're just about snowed in. <clears throat> yeah, we, we basically are. They finally managed to get the salt trucks, get the solid snow off the street. But uh, yeah, this is a heavy, destructive snow. <laughs> Somebody's saying here in the chat, Huggies off the hook, Looney. Yeah, I about have to agree. Well, uh, she does talk about a lot of true stuff. But then she discredits it by talking about Anunnaki and alien stuff and mixing it in. It's like, okay, because you're either a yeah, right. disin- <laughs> disinformant, you're dis- straight up disinformation, or yeah. either you're just dis- ignorant. Yeah. But she insists that she's right. I mean, she's very, exactly. very strong about her, you know, views. Yeah. Well, I lost her, like I said, I lost respect for her, so. Linda. Yeah. Do you ever, you've been on the calls a while, do you ever feel like it's just this big, giant, dysfunctional family? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 You know, I, some little gal was, I don't know, when they, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Or we we can be a little crazy. There are some crazies out there. You know, bless See, their hearts. I understand what you're going through because you want, you're isolated like me and like like most of us. And I had, I had a, I would say, pretty bad dysfunctional family. So I choose this dysfunctional family over my dysfunctional family that really won't have anything to do with me because I'm a target. But I understand what you're going through because I've heard you talk about your mom and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can really. And your sister, you're, it's funny because I have a sister too, and I have a mother too. And yeah. sometimes when I listen to you talk, I just think, man, she sounds like me. <laughs> So I understand why you want to have some kind of connection on the calls because this is exactly. our family, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's, the weirdest thing, my tongue is swollen, my mouth is swollen. I don't know what's going on. Oh, I've had that before. Yeah. yeah. I've had it to where my tongue was so swollen that it was like I could almost hardly close my mouth, and I knew it was something well, we were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've had that too. Yep, yep. I've had that. Um, Within the last I, year, I had that. My my mustard has been here for long. I can barely talk. My mustard yes, has like, been here. And it's I like they just drugged mustard. you. It's like, did you brush yeah. your teeth or something? Uh-huh. I wonder if they put it on yeah. your toothbrush. They could have put it on well, your toothbrush. That's true. Yeah. Or in the, I, I brush my teeth with, with baking soda and mouthwash. I mix it up, and that seems to work for me, but maybe something, I think, I think something was put in, in one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can yeah. hear it. I can hear it the way yeah, you're get, talking now. Yeah, um, and early, it wasn't this bad before I brushed my teeth. I think you're right. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You know? That's awful. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. I was, this is so crazy. This I can barely an- talk. Yeah, yeah. It's such a nightmare, really. I'm sorry oh, yeah. for you, what you're going through. Well, we all are, though, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the worst things that we deal with... Ryan, do you, do you, does your family believe you? Do they go with it? Do they understand? <laughs> of course they believe me, because they're involved in it, you know, making money off of it. Mouth of me, yeah. Your family? You know, of course it would... Oh yeah, very yeah. much so. It's human trafficking, racketeering, and yeah. uh, but but of course, you know, I do live here for free, and I don't have to pay anything. So uh, I mean, yeah, it's still though, it's it's wrong, it's not right, and mm-hmm. they could be charged with human yeah. trafficking, and it, because it's my grandmother's uh, husband's son who initiated. His name's Jim Pierce. He's out of Gig Harbor, Washington. He's got a brother down here in Florida. That's a big buddies. They're involved in it together, from what I hear as well. So. And the Jim Pierce could be charged for straight-up murder, uh, accessory to murder, for him initiating these crazy Air Force assholes and everything, causing all these false flag shootings and murders, killing people with heart attacks, aneurysms, strokes, etc. Yeah, he's going to be charged with an accessory to murder. Yeah. Well, how do you call it? It's almost like your stepbrother? Is that kind of what that is? Oh no! It's my grandmother's husband's son. He's an aircraft. Oh. He works for Boeing Aircraft. You know, but another a Boeing uh, 
they're one of these big contractors and all that, like but Lockheed Martin, yeah. et cetera. And uh, yeah, he, he, well, the guy's got a, he's got a top secret clearance for Boeing aircraft. He helped work on the stealth B-O-M-B-E-R. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not like he's an FBI or CIA agent or anything like that, but the guy does still possess a top secret clearance, which he's going to lose. Yeah, I want this guy charged with accessory to murder. I, yeah, yeah. I don't drive. Uh, I guess seventeen. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, I get that's one thing. Me and Derek's got common. Actually, me and Derek's got a lot in common. He's he's a director of a group. I'm director of this group. He don't drive. I don't drive. That's funny how things work out, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Get away, car. <laughs> what did you say? What did he say? He said. Guess 17 was like, how, how can you live in Tennessee and not drive? And then they said, everyone needs a getaway car. <laughs> a getaway car. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, there's nowhere to go around here, and it is boring as hell, but it is beautiful. And uh, the, the the downstairs is mine, the house, during the night, so family sleeps upstairs. So I do anything I want down here in the lounge. I call it my lounge. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's just nowhere to go around here. It's, I mean, you can go to a club. I mean, that's what most people do. Right? People my age, they go to damn clubs. Who the hell wants to go to a club and get something that Ajax won't wash off, you know? <laughs> Hep C or AIDS. <laughs> I've never, never heard that before. You've probably heard that saying before. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that saying before. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, another thing a lot of people do, they, they hang out in the parking lot. It's a bunch of teenage kids still in high school. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't about that stuff, man. I, there ain't nothing to do around here. I, there just ain't nowhere to go. That's why I invite so many people in. It's like, yeah, I'm, you know, you get lonely and there's no, nowhere to go. You can't go nowhere. I can't drink and go out. And, I'm not stupid enough to drink and get behind the wheel of a vehicle. That's, that's straight up stupid. That's about the stupidest thing somebody could do, yeah. Yeah. Just get in the car. I don't I care if you had one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, Miss Ann. Oh, yeah, Ann just saying hi, Ann? Ann? Hey. Everybody. Hi. Morning, We're Linda. having a blast on here. Morning. Oops, sorry about that, guys. It's okay. We're having a blast on here, doing? man. Doing okay. I just woke up and getting ready for the week. Yeah, how are you guys? How was your weekend? Early okay. Oh, I've been yeah. perfect. It's fine. <laughs> hey, um, Hi, honey. How you doing? It's Deb please. or Catherine, right? It's Catherine. Catherine. Um, I thought I was up until two at Derek's call on Saturday night, and I thought it was pretty good. They were talking about um, nanotech stuff. Usually, I'm not up that late on Saturday night, but it was kind of interesting. Oh yeah, I was on that call. That was a good discussion. Yeah, I, it's like me and, and Linda and Richard and Josh is the only people talking on that call. It was good though to hear you guys. I gotta go. I'm yeah. all of a sudden I'm dropping off. I gotta go. I'm anyway. Nice to talk to you all. 
Y'all sound Thank good. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good night. Have a good night. Sleep okay. that, honey. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. She's, there she goes. She's a sweet lady. Yes, she is. Very nice. Yeah. Has she been around long? Mm, not really. Not that I can remember. I've been here since 2011, so. We opened this call in late, how, early 2012. Um, how's your job, Anne? Things going okay? Um, no, it's the same thing, Linda. Thanks for asking. It's just the same, you know. And I was telling um whoever I was talking to over the weekend, I just really have to wrap my head around like this. This is just just the way it is, you know. I can't get upset anymore over this. I just have to deal with the fact that I'm stalked and harassed, you know. I just can't let it get to me. I just have to just let it go. Just the way it is. Yeah. Yep. This is how we live. I wish I had, Hopefully not yeah. forever. Right. I wish I had somebody right, well, a PI right next to me all day long just telling me to ignore it. Oh. Unfortunately, it sounds like a handler, but... How's little Jack? Are you... Oh, he's fine. He's laying right here. Just, just sleeping, being cute. Um, so are you still taking care of the child? Yeah, yeah, the children, okay. yeah. I, you know, on, on the early morning call, I try not to talk about it too much because there's people listening, I think. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah. But I would, but, you know, I would, I still want to call you, and I have a question to ask you, and I still haven't asked you. It's about somebody else, oh. but I'll give you a call. Good. I'll be here. <laughs> this I know, because I don't leave. Well, unless I can email you. Can I email you? Or does that not work too well either? Well, yeah, I don't read my email that much. <laughs> I don't either. I think listening to voicemail is kind of painful. I don't know why. Well, I don't. I don't listen to my to my voicemail either. Or to my email. <laughs> I just hate that. I don't know. I when I I don't know why, but I don't like. I don't know communicating. I guess I like it on the calls, but I don't know. Yeah, me too. I'm the same way. All right. So did Ashley my mouth. What? Oh yeah. I was going to say, did Asheville get two feet of snow? Asheville, North Carolina. Well, we good night, everybody. Oh, you, no, but Asheville, North Carolina got two feet, I think. Wow. Yeah. Who said good night, everybody? Who was that? That was me. I thought you were going to go, Linda. Oh, <laughs> I am, hon. My mouth is swollen. I don't know what's going on, but I do need to go. Well, I hope you guys talk. feel better. Uh, I'm going to jump in the shower, too, and get my day going. Okay. I hope I hear you on mics tonight. Okay. Thanks. Good Bye-bye. night, Ryan.
Everybody hang up. I'm taking a quick shower, and I'll be on. Everybody hang up, or what? Thought I heard somebody saying not, nah, huh? Yeah, I guess they hung up. Uh, bummer. Hey, guys. Uh, I'll be on a shower and just mute, and I'll turn some good audio on from my pal's videos. I'll be on it just a few. Don't go anywhere.
Okay, guys, Elvis is out of the shower and about to come down there and turn you guys some audio on. Anybody on here right now? Okay, my friends. Let's listen to a song real quick. Oh, wow, I feel much better.
somewhere in here. Mm. Let me see if I can just pull it up online. I'll show it to y'all. Microwave. I'm just going to look up microwave ground weapon. Microwave. Hey guys, it's uh, Kyle again. It's December 4th, uh, 2018, and I felt like I needed to make a video. I've been kind of, um, you know, since I did those James Giordano videos, um, he was talking about uh, one of his colleagues working in the DARPA uh, Narrative Networks program. Uh, I wanted to look into that uh, because it's about um, developing brain novel brain computer interface technologies which is heavily used in this mass-produced non-consensual human experimentation um there's brain oh, my tv's making sense hold on one second guys not feeling too great um the grounding is still working but um just my head just feels you know so pulsed out and just um i can it's hard to think this is uh this is hell i'm kind of like right now i'm, I'm kind of just going to go through the information uh you know i'm not doing a live stream because it's like nine o'clock in the morning uh where i am um and i'm probably not gonna i'm, I'm feeling pretty pretty negative um so right now what I'm feeling is just like, okay, I'm going to fight till I can't fight anymore. Uh, that's just right now though, you know, um, yeah, I do feel positive, more positive, uh, in other circumstances, but right now I probably won't be given too much, um, too much inspirational advice. I'm just going to go through the information because, uh, I feel horrible. I feel like, this is, I was actually thinking about doing this. I was, um, I was going to do some videos and I think this is completely illegal. Um, I was going to call the FBI on my videos, just call them every day. And this isn't like a fake, this isn't a fake incident. So I'd actually be reporting terrorism, you know, because we're being tortured by microwaves. It is terrorism. It is terrorism conducted by, uh, you know, contractors with certain clearances and, and our agencies and, and I wouldn't call them my agencies because they're actually murdering people and torturing them. But it's a real situation. But I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do some videos where I just call the FBI and just report this and get what they, what they are saying about it. Like get, um, you know, get whatever they say about it on, on the phone and then put it on YouTube videos. Um, I think I might get arrested for that. Um, cause I'm just not sure about the legality of it, but then I was thinking, well, who cares, you know, if they, if I do get in trouble for that, maybe it could drum up some kind of, um, you know, some kind of concern about this issue. Um, and, and I could just say, well, it's a real issue and the FBI is not responding to it and I'm putting this out in videos, but I don't know, this is what I'm doing today. And I, I, I might call the FBI and see. Like say, can I put this on my videos, y'all's responses, because this is actually like a real issue. 
Um, so I'm trying to think of some things to kind of push us forward. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, you know, it's, it's really hard to think and it's hard to think creatively, but I'm trying, you know, I'm trying, I, I think we're all trying right now. My body's just like shaking, you know, cause I just woke up like, uh, you know, an hour ago. Uh, but the grounding's working. They got through some pulse pain the other night because my grounding slipped off my legs and it was just hardcore. It was hardcore. I woke up, I felt like I was just dying. I kind of feel like I'm dying right now, but it, I'm, uh, I took some Kratom this morning, some CBD oil, and I, and I do want to make a video. Um, and I'll make a, a live stream probably uh, later on this week. Uh, just not feeling great, you know, um, and that's an understatement. That's an understatement. So I've always had a lot of faith and stuff, but right now, like, you know, I'm like maybe God doesn't, you know, I'm going to die. I'm going to get cancer or something like that. So I'll fight until I just can't fight anymore. That's how I feel right now. So, so I'll stop talking. I'll kind of stop talking about stuff that's just off the top of my mind because I'm not feeling uh, very positive at all. My throat's really shaky and stuff like that. If I can just read this information, uh, I think I'll feel better and I'll just get some information out. Now, this uh, this narrative networks program, this is definitely something that DARPA uh, researched in, into computer interface technology, brain computer interface technologies, and it's definitely being used in this mass-produced non-consensual protocol of torture and of uh, with the bi-directional stream of the energy they are interfacing with our brain and our nervous system. So, and that is definitely like we do, I, I have, uh, you know, attackers that are on shift work, but there is automated programs. So computer interfaces. So my attackers, when I talk about like, I'll have a visual in my head and there's, there's other things about this too, uh, other protocols and stuff like that. But the, the one that's just the, the most potent thing that I can think of is I'll have a visual and it will change in my visual space. And it's actually my attacker, like connected their, their brain connected to the computer, then connected to my brain and they can actually change the visual in my head. Now that's, that's uh, brain to computer computer interface technology. So it's used in, in these protocols of neural manipulation with the bi-directional stream of energy, you know, going to our, to our brain and our nervous system. Um, hold on one second. Mm. Just see how like my back is shaking and uh, like my throat is shaking. I'm, I'm not really like anxious. I'm more just, uh, I'm more just tortured so bad that I'm, I'm just, you know, going through so much trauma. Um, I know a lot of you guys are too. Um, I'm going to try and I might take some more Kratom actually right now. This is not helping. This Red Bull is not helping. But I got to take something to kind of give me a little bit of energy to do this. I hope y'all are doing good. I hope y'all are trying the grounding. Um, and I gotta, I gotta get back with my, with my cleansing bass. I'm just, you know, I'm so. It's not like I'm lazy, but I'm so tired. And then I can just sit down and play video games and look at YouTube videos to keep my mind off of it. But I gotta do more, you know, to clean up my place and do do the cleansing baths and, and everything like that. This is hardcore hell. This is very hardcore hell. I know y'all, you know, you guys going through it. 
understand that. But I got to make a video and get some information out. And this is definitely what DARPA was doing with brain to computer, uh, brain to computer interface technology is definitely been mass produced. This isn't the only protocol they're using, but it is. And if you guys don't know, I, I go to uh, like a head shop and this is just a whitening dot kratom kind of elevates the mood a little bit. Um, and then I take red, red vein kratom too, and then CBD oil. This is like the safest thing. It's maintainable to, to help with pain, um, better than painkillers or something like that. So I don't see that as, as very maintainable. Mm. It's feeling very shaky right now. I think y'all can tell. I'm going to kind of get myself pumped up doing something. It's like nine in the morning. I should be going to a job and have a career. Um, but I'm going to do this because uh, I know a lot of target individuals, they're going to work. They're still able to go to work or they're still pushing through. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I just could not keep working with the V2K and the, the awful pain and I had to get on disability. So I guess this is something that I can do for those TIs that, that are still forced to go to work. You know, I'm getting some help from my parents too. I hate it because I want to be independent. I want to help my family. And this is just goes on and on and on. And I'm isolated and so tired from the torture. I mean, I guess I'm just singing preaching to the choir here. Um, but okay, let's, let's get started. This is from Science Direct. Um, the, the website's at the top of the page. So you guys can come here. I'm going to read. I don't know how much I'm going to read of it because it's really, really long about this, but I do want to read. Uh, I, I do want to kind of read a lot of it. This will be an introduction to DARPA's narrative networks. And then I might, excuse me, excuse me. I might find other things and, and go through those on later videos. I'm really just trying to get hardcore foundational evidence out there of what DARPA was researching, what went into this, because all these neurotechnologies, these neuroweapons, they're being tested on us. And we are getting, like, we're being, our minds are being raped. We are, you know, brain to computer fit, computer interface technologies. We are non-consensually being interfaced with computer technologies. That bi-directional stream of energy, we did not volunteer. We did not agree to this but they are hooking up non-consensually these brain to computer interfaces. So like when remote neural manipulation is making you feel a certain emotion or it's giving you a certain visual, whether manually from your attackers or it's, uh, you know, automated programming, the AI doing it, it is non-consensual brain to computer interface with us. Um, now this is going to talk a lot. Well, I'll, I'll get started and then I'll talk about that later. But it, once again, any information about this is like, oh, the positive things. It can, you know, somebody has an artificial limb, you know, they can be connected to move that artificial limb, all the, all the positivity. So when, when people are told about this program, maybe even told about the non-consensual human experimentation, they're told, well, this is going to create these awesome things. Paraplegics can like, you know, move you know, move stuff around on a computer screen. They don't have to use their arms, a bunch of stuff like this. However, they don't, I guess a lot of people aren't told, and some people do know that they are destroying people's lives and torturing us, targeted individuals, 
uh, to get these good things, which are maybe going to be about 15%, and then the other things are going to be used to destroy people, how to destroy their mind, how to go to war, how to control people, you know, very, very dark things. But 15% would be like medically good stuff. Um, uh, uh, okay, so um, Journal of Neuroscience Methods, volume 244, uh, April 2015, pages 52 through 67. Um, DARPA funded efforts in the development of novel brain computer face computer interface technologies. So the highlights of this DARPA's programs foster multi-disciplinary collaborations. So that's what uh, James Udorn was talking about, the de-siloing. Yeah, they're using physics, they're using biology, they're using, you know, all these different science, social sciences, they're using social sciences, they're using biology, they're using all these things to go into neuroweapons and neurotechnologies to change our lives for the worse for us. It's changing our lives for the worse uh, or for the better. Maybe some of these people are going to get some of these medical things that come out of it that will, will enhance their lives. But it's going to, you know, millions of people that need to be experimented on and torn apart to get to that place. It kind of reminds me of that movie, um, Oh, what's that movie with uh, with Matt Damon where there's that big thing up in the sky and they can they have all these medical uh, medical advancements and everything for the rich people that live up in the sky and then the earth is just full of poor people and you know people that that you know are dying of starvation and disease and everything like that. Uh, Elysium kind of reminds me of that kind of kind of the world that that is trying to that people are trying to make right now, the people at the top of the hierarchy. And it's a little bit, it's already in reality. You know, it's already kind of like this. Uh, the elite or the cabal up at the top get advancements and it helps their lives, protects them, and then all of us down at the bottom are just murdering each other and kind of living in filth. Um, so DARPA's BCI programs span four major challenges detect, emulate, restore, and improve. So they talk about restoring and improving neural networks, which with us, they are not. They're connecting and destroying neural networks, twisting and raping neural networks, raping visuals and raping emotions in. But they're talking about this, oh, it's it's restoring and improving. It can it can do a lot of good, which, which this technology can do a lot of good, uh, which I don't understand why it's not just not only just doing good, if that makes sense. Uh, aims, restore function after injury, improve performance of healthy individuals. So talking about uh, brain-computer interfaces that can actually uh, improve the performance of healthy individuals. Okay, abstract. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, has funded innovative scientific research and technology developments in the field of brain-computer interfaces BCI since the 1970s. This review highlights some of DARPA's major advances in the field of BCI, particularly those made in recent years. Two broad categories of DARPA programs are presented with respect to the ultimate goals of supporting the nation's warfighters. BCI efforts aimed at restoring neural and or behavioral function, and number two, BCI efforts aimed at improving, improving human training and performance. Uh, the programs discussed are synergistic and complementary to one another, and moreover, promote interdisciplinary collaborations among researchers 
engineers, and clinicians. Finally, this review includes a summary of some of the remaining challenges for the field of BCI, as well as the goals of new DARPA uh, efforts in this domain. So just after reading that, um, that's showing just the good side, which is maybe 10 to 15 percent of what's being done with neuroweapons and neurotechnology. So may, I, I'm, I'm guesstimating on that, but I want people to think, and I know I guess I want us to target individuals to think about it too, and anybody who maybe came in here and is not a target individual, if they can uh, improve uh, humans, enhance uh, human, um, uh, a healthy human individual, if they can, if they can improve their uh, performance, I'm reading that off the X, I completely forgot. Uh, but if they can improve their performance and they can make them feel better, make them more focused or whatever uh, with brain to computer interfaces, what can they also do? Because everything's a double-edged sword. With with brain to computer interfaces, they could uh, they could uh, oh gosh, and words words hard. Um, they could also destroy, not destroy. I don't want to say destroy, but they could um, oh gosh, degrade. They could degrade, uh, you know, human performance. And I had to look at it again because my brain is not working at all. It's just not working. Um, but we've got to understand that when they're talking about these programs, they're like, oh, all this positivity and it's going to do this and it's going to do that. And it's going to improve neural networks and maybe people with Alzheimer's, you know, uh, they can get better. What they're doing in a war space because this, everything, every technology that is advanced is taken by the military industrial complex and they figure out how to use it to destroy people and for war. So when it says, oh, it can improve uh, the, the performance of a human being, it can also degrade the performance. Like it's degrading my performance. My mind can barely think, overrun with V2K, the remote neural manipulation is making my thoughts. And I hate saying this, but this is what's happening. It's uh, narrowing my thought patterns. And I used to think, I used to like at the beginning of this when I was getting tortured, I could still think and just use my creativity, but they are like, and I knew, I knew I was gonna have to do that. I was like, before I started the video, it's like, I need to turn my phone off because when I start making a video, I get all these calls. I get tons of calls from everybody, which is weird, um, which is really weird. Okay, so, so I'll move on because I've rambled a lot. Okay, that's not too bad. Introduction. Brain-computer interfaces, BCI, are systems that mediate signaling between the brain and various technological devices. Now, in our case, it would be, uh, you know, our brain is being non-consensually connected to a platform. To And I guess, I mean, I call it automated systems, automated software, remote neural manipulation. Uh, the system they have is, you know, for, uh, you know, connecting, like my attackers are sitting at a, a platform and the, the signal is then uh, a satellite is receiving that signal, bi-directional stream of energy, and then it goes to a cell tower and then to my head, my nervous system. And then it's sending that back as bi-directional stream of energy back to their platform. Um, and then like I, what I picture like one of the attackers on, on the shift work actually like puts on some kind of cap 
that can read uh, that can read their like a visual from their brain that's connected to the computer system, and they can funnel through the satellite cell tower then to me. So that's like when I have a visual and it changes and I didn't change it, um, that would be from my attacker. Now they can also do this automatically with AI, with automated programs, so they don't have to sit there and manually do it all the time. And I have a lot of that, things that they've done over and over again, are then put it into the automated, you know, remote neural manipulation protocol. And for people that aren't targeted individuals, like I get it that this sounds crazy. Um, that's why I'm, I'm putting some of this foundational proof that they are doing this. Brain to computer interfaces. So if you have a system or a computer that can send a signal, like equipment that can send a signal to another human's brain, brain to computer to brain interface, uh, this, is, this is very real. This is very real. This is very real. This is happening. Till the day I die, I'm going to have to say this is happening because it is happening. Even if somebody who's not a targeted individual is like, oh, that sounds crazy. I don't know anything about that. And that sounds like schizophrenia. It's not. It's not. And it doesn't matter. Like, and I'm not telling myself this. I've come, I've come to be comfortable with this. Um, this is really happening. These weapons, these neural weapons are being used on individuals, on, on uh, you know, innocent individuals in every country uh, for, military, for the military industrial complex to make advances and also to learn about different cultures and different personalities and what they're going to do and everything like that and how they, uh, how, what, what they can get them to think, what they can get them to do, uh, and many, many, many other things that I can't cover because there's so many angles to this. Um, so the first demonstrations of BCI in humans and animals took place in the 1960s. In 1964, Gray Walter demonstrated use of non-invasively recorded encephalogram signals from a human subject to control a slide projector. Uh, shortly thereafter, FETS demonstrated that by providing food reward to awake non-human primates along with auditory or visual feedback on the firing rates of neurons in the motor cortex. These neurons could be uh, operantly conditioned to increase their firing rates by 50 to 500 percent. In 1971, the term brain-to-computer interface, BCI, was coined by Jacques J. Vidal, who laid out a comprehensive experimental research plan to interface the human brain with computers, including the XDS Sigma-7 at the University of California at Los Angeles, that coincidentally also served as the first node of the Advanced Research Projects Agency Network, ARPANET. Following these initial demonstrations, the field of BCI has expanded significantly, significantly encompassing both invasive and non-invasive. Non-invasive would be like what, what targeted individuals are talking about. So they're not cutting open our, cutting open our heads and putting a chip in. Some, some targeted individuals think they may have a chip in their brain, but I do not. Think that I have a chip in my brain, but non-invasively means they're doing it by frequency. They're doing it by something that can entrain the brain and the nervous system and therefore connect it to a computer. That's what non-invasive means. So that's what all targeted individuals. Now, some of us think that maybe we have implants, but that would still be the, the signal and the manipulation would still be considered non-invasive, I guess, because you're not putting electrodes on the brain. You're, you're actually using a frequency and things like that. I don't know. I guess I guess uh, having a having like a 
uh, an implant could be considered invasive because they are invading your body to put that implant in and the signal is coming from the implant. Oh, I just, I hate this stuff. I hate it. I hate researching it. Um, I, I'm trying to make it fun for myself and, and kind of making it interesting for you guys who are going through it so we can learn more about it. I just, I hate it. I hate learning about it in this respect. I'd like to, to learn about it how everybody else is learning about it. Like people see this who are not targeted individually and they're like, oh, well, that's cool that with frequencies they can, you know, give somebody a, you know, a limb and then they, they, their brain can send signals to that limb. And it's also cool and it's also positive and they're not seeing the dark side of this, which we have been forced, like our heads have been taken and just forced into seeing the horrible darkness that, that this has caused torturing citizens and with the military industrial complex is done to people's lives uh, just for money and, and learning more about human beings so they can control more and do worse things. And then they trickle out little percentages of, oh, this is good for the medical and just trickle out a little bit, maybe 5%, 10%. And then all that horror, the, the rest, the 95% or 90% is just horror and torturing people and controlling them non-consensually. Even these people doing it, I mean, they're hooking themselves up to, uh, you know, microwave systems, signals, you know, you know, giving themselves cancer. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, let's see. Okay, following uh, these initial demonstrations, the field of BCI has expanded significantly, encompassing both invasive and non-invasive neural recordings in humans and animals, spanning a range of, spanning a range of sensorimotor and cognitive functions. Uh, sensory motor would be your nervous system, like movement and stuff like that, senses like what you smell, what you feel and things like that, like my attackers. And I'll, I want to give examples maybe for people coming in. I know you targeted individuals probably know these examples, but my attackers, like I'll be sleeping at night and with remote neural manipulation, with frequencies to the brain and nervous system, they can make me feel like I wet myself. They can actually make me wet myself sometimes. And this is very personal information. It's embarrassing, but it's not. Like people who, who don't think this is going on, they're like, oh, how are you wetting yourself? Target individuals, no. But, some, but they can make me feel like I've wet myself, like I have wetness down there. I get up and it's dry. It's completely dry. And many others, many other things with your nervous they can make you feel like you're burning. Uh, it can pulse pain, make you feel like your back's broken. They made me feel like my back is broken and I cannot move because of nerve pain. So all the way ranging from like sensation or smells, they made me smell many things that are not there, uh, messing with my olfactory sense. Um, and a lot of views, I guess, I guess if you want to give examples in the comments, what I've experienced with, with these kind of things, um, with these protocols, because DARPA is like doing pretty, pretty, uh, not not widespread. Like when DARPA does research, they're doing it uh, maybe like a thousand people, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's non-consensual. I'm, you know, what's happening with us? I kind of I kind of say probably a lot of it is non-consensual, but they're they're not. It's not worldwide. DARPA is like taking something, and then when DARPA figures something out, 
then it's mass produced. Then it's mass produced, and they want to find out more on a mass scale. And that's what's happening with these uh, with these protocols that are run with these torture protocols that are run on us. Um, but that's not all. I mean, this this angle of brain to compu computer interface. Uh, uh, research is not the only angle being done on us. So please, when I, when I make, I, guys, I want y'all to know this because I know some people, they'll maybe leave in the comments, no, 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 it's, it, you know, it's depopulation, it's not experimentation, or it's, you know, they're uh, uh, insurance fraud, they're, they're trying to put out life insurance policies on us. Those things exist. Those things are happening within this. When I talk about a specific thing, I'm not saying it's just this. There are so many angles involved in this torture, in this research. They're, they're trying to get so many things out of it and learn so many things and make money from so many things and make organizations work together. So there's so many agendas in this, and that's why it's all hush-hush. Like when we talk about it, it's like, hey, we want to make sure you're dying peacefully. Like I was thinking about this this morning. Like my psychiatrist is like, I want to make sure you're not thinking about hurting anybody yourself. So she wants to make sure I'm peacefully being murdered. And then these people murdering us, nobody's checking them. Hey, you're murdering people. Oh, well, they're murdering people peacefully. Oh, those gang stalkers, they're, they're like destroying your life peacefully. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. I was just very angry about it because it's like, hey, are you mad, bro? You're getting murdered. The people murdering you aren't, uh, you know, they're not kicking up a fuss. They're just murdering people, but they're being peaceful about it. But you, you're being murdered, and it seems like you're mad. You know, that's that's fucked up that you're mad. You're mad about being murdered. I want to make sure you don't, you're not thinking about hurting anybody or defending yourself. You peacefully die, and we're going to go ahead and cover up those people who are murdering because they're not in pain. They're not, you know, they're not waiting out or anything like that. They're not acting agitated. They're murdering peacefully. I mean, eh. I've done that twice on this video. Maybe I should do, maybe I should figure out something different. But, eh. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, I wanted to read this last part. Recordings in humans and animals spanning a range of sensory, motor, and cognitive functions and incorporating novel feedback mechanisms in closed-loop systems. I don't know what that means. While most closed-loop BCI systems uh, provide feedback to the user on system performance through the presentation of sensory, primer, primarily visual information, visual information, uh, approaches have also been developed to provide sensory feedback through direct stimulation of the nervous system, direct stimulation of the nervous system, where, what are targeted individuals talking about? Oh, they're making me feel like I'm burning. Oh, they're giving me headaches. Oh my God, they're, cre they're creating pulse pain in my back. They're creating pulse pain in my torso. They're creating pulse pain in my jaw. Direct stimulation of the nervous system machine to brain, brain to machine. They can do this and it's being mass produced, mass experimentation. <laughs> All right. I just, people got to wake up. I mean, we're, we're going to die. Like, I mean, we're so screwed if people do not wake up because the type of things they're doing now, if they perfect these things and they go to the next step where it's like, where people don't even know about this and then they go even further and then people are like oh no that doesn't exist i mean we're doomed if people don't wake up 
I don't want to say, I, I'm trying not to say because I'm, I'm in a very negative place. Um, I'm in a very negative place right now. I really am. It's not forever though. Um, Sumaya did a, uh, she was filming in for Ella and she talked a lot about balance and, you know, how if you feel like, you know, negative and just like, this is never going to get better and the pain is so bad and it's so bad that it's unbearable. You got to realize that's not going to be forever. It's it's not going to be forever. You're going to have good times. You're going to have times where you have hope. Uh, and I really like that message um, that she gave uh, on on the Thursday night call. Um, so, but just right now, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel really negative. I feel like people are so stupid in the world. And I'm not talking about targeted individuals who are going through this. Y'all are, we're kind of woken up, uh, you know, by this stuff. But people, like people who aren't experiencing anything and are very shallow and don't really care and they'll actually participate in this stuff and they don't realize that it's really, you know, being perfected so it can hurt them and their children later on, but they don't care because they don't have enough time to think about it. And I'm just like, good God, I mean, we are in trouble. Um, we are in trouble. I mean, that's not a negative statement. That's factual, you know, factual. And I think it's going to take a miracle from God to, uh, to see us through this, to see us through this somehow. Let me move on. Let me move on here. Okay. Um, for instance, uh, unidirectional systems such as cochlear and retinal implants, so they're admitting cochlear and retinal implants, can provide partial restoration of sight and hearing through the direct stimulation of neurons within the cochlea and retina, respectively. There are tons, like in your in your ear, you've got nerves that go into up to your brain, uh, and then your eyes. You and, and in the ear, you also have visual nerves, which I, which I, I've said a lot of times, and I think a lot of other people talk about. In your ear, the nerves that go to your brain. There's there's visual and auditory nerves connected in. Also, your eyes. Your eyes have nerves to the brain, but uh, they're actually auditory nerves uh, connected into those. Those are like kind of intertwined. They're all intertwined. Um, but let me read that again, because I mean, people say this is all just like sci science fiction and schizophrenia. For instance, unidirectional, unidirectional systems such as cochlear and retinal implants can provide partial restoration of sight and hearing through the direct stimulation of neurons. Now, they can make somebody's sight better or they can make somebody's hearing better by manipulating neurons. Now for war, think about for war in the military industrial complex, implants could fuck somebody's hearing up. It could fuck somebody's sight up. It could give them headaches because it's, it's it, within all those nerves. It can give signals and manipulate neurons. You can ma manipulate neurons to do positive things could you do manipulate neurons to do negative things like give somebody a headache, like mess with their visual cortex, like mess with their emotions and things like that? Yes. And think about the military industrial complex when they, they're not thinking, hey, how do we use this positively to make people's lives better? They think, how do we destroy people with this? How do we control people with this? I'm trying. I'm, I'm laughing nervously and out of agitation, guys. So I know. I know a lot of. I know, you know. I know a lot of TIs like, and I was like this 
the first couple of years, I'd hear people laughing about how retarded all this is and like how bad it is. And they, they were just laughing nervous. They didn't know what else to do. It's like you either laugh or you cry. Um, and I started to like, I would, I'd get mad. I'd be like, why are they laughing? This is so serious. You know, it's so serious and people are dying, but I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, I want to laugh and I want to, you know, still joke around even though this is serious. Because I'm going through, so I feel like I have the uh, the right to laugh. I feel like if I wasn't a targeted individual, I would not have the right to laugh about the stuff because it's so it's scary and it's hurting people. But I'm like, it's the only way I stay sane, you know. So I don't know why I went into all that, but I know I, I kind of laugh a lot, and I'm trying to. I'm just laughing at how insane this all is. So please don't take offense if you are one of those targeted individuals that are, that are like, why are people laughing about this? I'm not laughing at it because ha, ha it's funny and good. I'm laughing at it because it's so awful. And I have to laugh or I just rip my hair out and just go out into my parking lot naked with a BB gun and just shoot everybody in the butt. Okay, so um, recent explorations of targeted reinnervation in amputees suggest that such approaches may not only enable prosthetic limb control through peripheral nerve signals, peripheral nerve signals. So you can prosthetic limb, you're there, the, the person with prosthetic limb, they would signal from the brain down to their extremities, then to that limb to move. Then think about remote neural manipulation, what targeted individuals talk about. Uh, nervous system, peripheral nervous system simulation, where it's artificially, there's entrainment to the brain and the nervous system, and it goes to my extremities, then it causes pulse pain, or, uh, and, and not me, I haven't had this, but a lot of targeted individuals, their arm will move, or both the arms will move, or for speech, things like that. So, so a lot of target individuals have a protocol where their limbs are moved and they're almost, they can't control it. Like there's, uh, there are signals, their, their brain, their brain and nervous system is entrained signals to their peripheral nervous system, move their limbs. And that's like some 10% of it is going into like when somebody gets a prosthetic. So they're making you move like a mannequin target individuals that are experiencing this. So it can go into 10% of this. But then the military industrial complex can take 90% of it and say, hey, we can take an enemy soldier and walk him off a cliff. Or we can take a soldier that's scared and move his limbs. If he gets too scared, he won't move. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing, this is like 10%. This good stuff is 10%. And it's all they say. There's so much horror from this. So when we see this technology, don't just be like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Oh, that sounds good, Kyle. They're just doing good stuff. No, they're... I'm sorry about that voice. That kind of freaked me out, too. They're, they're doing like 90% bad stuff because our military industrial complex is insane and greedy, and they have a hierarchy that hates us and wants population reduction. Okay, let's move on. Um, okay, um, the, the approaches may not only enable prosthetic limb control through peripheral nerve, nerve signals, but may also provide a means of conveying somatosensory sensation of touch, temperature, pain, and vibration to these patients. That's very important. Let's read that, that whole thing again. This all is very important because this is not science fiction magazine. This is, this is already been done magazine. This is science magazine, DARPA. They know how to do this stuff. 
for people for artificial signals from the brain to the extremity then to the prosthetic limb and then you hear target individuals talking about they can't control their limbs now this is important because it goes back to when i'm always saying i got pulse pain in my back they're pulsing pains in my jaw they're pulsing pain they're pulsing pain signal to the brain extremities then to the point of into the point of pain. Recent explora uh, explorations of target re-innervation and amputees suggest that such approaches may not only enable prosthetic limb control through peripheral nerve signals, but may also provide a means of conveying somatosensory sensation of touch, temperature, pain, and vibration to these patients. So we hear, I, I've had this too, and a lot of target individuals, actually, I heard a target individual on a conference call the other night, and she was talking about, they just vibrate my legs. It, it's like this vibration, and then it's like they vibrate my whole body. It's a sensation. Vibration is a sensation. Uh, now, I, I think that if, if we do uh, heavy metal detox, we can stop some of that vibration, but it is a sensation that the nervous system can create. Because, like, you're on, say you're, uh, I'm trying to think of something that vibrates. Um, and get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, like, like you say you're, you're standing on a, an air conditioner outside and it's vibrating, you get a sensation, it's, you're, you're, it's a vibration that your body's getting, that sensation can be artificially applied. But the pain one is, uh, is the one that uh, I want to look closely at because I talk about that a lot. My attackers have Lately, they've been externally hitting me because of the, the grounding of my leg and how that's stopping a lot of the pulse, uh, pulse uh, nervous system pain. Uh, but, but, but recently before that, that's what they were focusing on, Make, causing pulse pain up the left side of my back, causing pulse pain in my jaw, so it's signal to the brain. And I've already said this a million times, so you all know what I'm going to say. Um, I feel like if I, I'm very nervous, like I'm like physically nervous, like my nervous system is shaky. So I feel like if I just do a lot of hand movements and kind of get loud, it kind of helps. It kind of helps me to push through. Uh, so if it's annoying, please know that I'm doing it so I can just get through the information. I know you guys love me. Oh, oh I feel horrible. I'm dying. Please help us, FBI. Please help us, people. Whoever's not bad in society, please, please help us. This stuff is real. Psychiatrists, doctors, get out of it. Stop participating in it. Please help us. How long have I been going for? I just read this whole thing. It might be three hours, guys. I might have to watch the video in sections. This is really important information. This is stuff DARPA has already done. They've already done it, and then it's it's flowed into this mass protocols of brain-to-computer interfaces with non-consensual brain-to-computer interfaces with us, with target individuals. Bidirectional stream of energy that is interfacing with our nervous system and our brain non-consensually. We did not volunteer. We did not agree to it, and it's torturous. And and like I feel like I'm dying a lot. I feel like I'm dying now. Uh, but this is happening. I don't know why why I'm doing this because it's like I know mostly targeted individuals watch my videos, but there may be you never know a senator or maybe PewDiePie. Maybe PewDiePie 
Will Conan watch one of my videos one time and he'll say, I need to make a video about that. I doubt it because he's all, he, he wants to be silly and funny. But somebody, some big YouTuber could come along and be like, oh, that, what are you saying is true? We've got to report this. I think a lot have. I think like Dana Ashley, and I can't remember like specific ones, specific YouTubers right now, but I think that they have come and looked at the targeted individual videos and they have studied and they do realize it's happening. So they're, they're making videos. She's the best example I can think of and God bless her. God bless that beautiful woman. Um, let's move on. Uh, sensory, sensory, uh, percepts can also be elicited through direct brain stimulation. Uh, such findings provide a proof of concept for the integration of stimulation-induced sensory feedback into BCI systems as a novel mechanism of closing the loop. I don't know what any of that meant. In addition to providing an alternative means of sensory perception, direct brain stimulation can also be used to bridge the gap across perturbed neural connections. Studies suggest that neural stimulation may even have the potential to restore functional connectivity and associate behaviors through modulation of molecular mechanisms of synaptic efficacy. I have no idea what that meant. I know, I know it's, it's uh, reestablishing connections that were broken, like uh, neurological connections. Maybe, maybe after all this, maybe like in two years, these people will be like, okay, all the people that we were torturing and remote neural manipulating and screwing up your synapses and your neurological systems, we're now going to use that technology to fix it. Wouldn't that be cool? I doubt it, but I doubt that's going to happen, but it'd be cool. Okay. Um, where was I? In this regard, uh, BCI technologies may not only be useful for enabling function, but also have the potential for implementation as a therapeutic device for restoring function. Now, enabling function, restoring function, that's the good side of it. Now, could it, could it disconnect function? Could it uh, disable function? Because when targeted individuals talk like, I have a brain fog, I can't think, I can't think. Could it disable neurological function? Could it manipulate, uh, ob obfuscate, I think that's the way you say it, um, disrupt function? Yes. Yes, it can restore function and it can enable function. And can it mess up function? Can it F it up? Yes, yes. And that's the target individuals are talking about. They just show the goods. And this, I mean, it's, it's, it's on purpose, obviously. Here's all the good stuff. Here's all the good stuff. And people in society literally do not think, okay, wait, some negative stuff can be done with this. And they are doing negative stuff as targeted individuals as if, the embassy workers in Cuba, uh, you know, the, uh, the Chinese consulate. Um, people just don't think that they just eat up the propaganda of how great this, this very, very powerful technology, neurotechnology, it's only going to do good. And that is not true. Listen to targeted individuals because you read this, read this about all the good stuff that's it's doing, and then listen to targeted individuals because it matches up disruption of the nervous system, pain to the nervous system, things that we did not invite into our lives are happening to us. This is proving it. It's showing all the good things, and then the opposite is happening to us. And I, I, you know, I do think that there are actually targeted individuals who, like, they are actually improving 
their brain function, making them smarter, making them stronger and things like that, maybe non-consensually, but those people aren't going to speak out. It's all good for them. You know, their electromagnetic pulses to make them feel more energy, to make them feel uh, more, more, more vital, make them feel smarter and be able to do and like up and happy. I'm sure they are doing that to a lot of people worldwide, non-consensually, but those people aren't going to speak out. They, they're probably just like, this is all me. You know, this is all me, you know, it's all me. I'm good. But I know that they're doing that. They're probably doing it consensually with, with people in the military who basically when you sign up for the military, you know, they own you and can do anything they want to you. And they're probably doing it non-consensually to people around the world. And they just like are great book writers or directors or, you know, they can work all the time and only sleep four hours and they're not complaining. They're saying, oh, this is great. This is, you know, this is just how I am. Uh, a primary applicant, I wish, I wish, I, I, I do, I kind of look back into my childhood and I think that this was going on for a long time. And there was a time in my life, like many, many years, where I always said the right thing. Um, you know, I was always funny. So much create, create. Uh, I was so creative and things like that. And I kind of think maybe I was influenced in kind of a positive way by this technology. But then things changed after 9-11, and they wanted to hurt more people and, and learn how to control them more. So then I got, it was like, okay, well, we, you know, did some positive things with this technology, and then now we're just going to push them into these negative programs. I'm not 100% sure about that. That is just a theory. Um, it's just a theory. Uh, a primary application of ECI is to provide a mechanism for movement or communication by patients who are unable to move or communicate through normal pathways. Uh, such approaches have included the translation of recorded neural signals associated with sensory and goal-directed mechanisms into navigation or selection commands, enabling the user to move through a virtual or real envi environment or to select letters to type for purposes of communication. Other approaches have included decoding of neural signals directly associated with the intent to move or speak. So, so like they can help people with that if they're paraplegic or something like that, send out signals and, uh, and they, they can type on a computer just by thinking, like they think towards the computer and would type out what they would think, but then you reverse that reverse that and then you get forced speech you get because because that's like the the person with their brain telling the computer what to do but you can also have the computer telling the person what to do it can be turned around or a person directing that computer to tell the person what to do move their limbs or force speech and things like that so all these things can be turned around and that's what targeted individuals are talking about the ones that are speaking out negative stuff is happening to them um, in addition to approaches that leverage, that leverage correlates of user intent, BCI has been utilized to provide neurofeedback to users, enabling them to regulate neural and behavioral functions normally, not under volitional control. Such functions include attention, pain, emotion, and memory. Let's read that again. In addition to approaches that leverage correlates of user intent, BCI has been utilized to provide neurofeedback to users, enabling them to regulate neural and behavioral functions normally not under volitional control. Such functions include attention, pain, emotion, and memory. 
so they can control memory, making it better, control pain to make them feel less pain, control attention and give them more attention. What's the other way? They can fuck up, F up memory. They can induce pain that's not even there. They can make you feel a bad emotion. So it's so like th this all can be done the other way. That's what targeted individuals are talking about. This is good. This is really good stuff because this is not science fiction. These are brain to uh, brain to computer interfaces, computer brain interfaces, and this would this is what targeted individuals are talking about. I think that all targeted individuals, if you're being hit with microwave weapons, you do have that bidirectional stream of energy to your nervous system and your brain. Because if they're hitting you with with uh, with microwave weapons, they're going to want to get recordings of how how you feel, and uh, you know. They're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna record everything at least. I, I really just think everybody's getting remote neural monitoring and remote neural manipulation. Uh, every targeted individual. Um, I'm just kind of convinced by it, but I do hear a lot of targeted individuals are say they say I'm not getting the mind stuff, I'm just being hit with ground weapons or whatever. I think that's just their attackers kind of playing into that belief. But I mean y'all y'all put it in the comments what you think. I really do think that. I really like all my research and everything. We're all getting remote neural monitoring and remote neural manipulation. Target individuals that are being hit by microwave weapons. You know, um, recent advances in the field of BCI have been achieved via a broad spectrum of funding sources across academic and industry, clinical, and various international government organizations. Recent advances in the field of BCI have been achieved via a broad spectrum of funding sources across academic, industry, businesses, contractors, clinical, hospitals, medical industry, and various international government organizations, the DOD, the CIA, DOD, CIA, contractors that are connected to those. The current review, however, is focused on BCI research funded by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. Established in 1958 in response to the Soviet launch of the world's first satellite. Sputnik, uh, DARPA's mission is to maintain technological superiority of the United States military and prevent technological surprise by U.S. adversaries. Defense Advanced Research Projects and Agency, 2013. So the research that they're doing is cutting edge and advanced, and it all flows into the military industrial complex. All right. <laughs> to achieve this mission, DARPA invests in revolutionary high risk. High risk to who? High risk to us. High risk, high reward. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, do this mass non-consensual human experimentation. But we're going to learn a lot about different personalities and when they're tortured. We're going to learn a lot about the nervous system and what kind of pain we can induce on people and how they react. We're going to learn a lot about how we can destroy families and things like that. High risk, high reward. All these things, all these agencies, when they say high risk, high reward, it's no risk to them. It's no risk to them. It's risk to the population. And this is not only a risk to the population, this is destruction of the population. And, and hurting our brains and our nervous system and our families. Sorry, I'm not even, I'm not getting angry. I'm not getting angry. Okay. Uh, buh, 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 buh. 
to achieve this mission, DARPA invests in revolution, okay, high-risk, high-reward research efforts ranging from fundamental scientific discoveries to the application of these discoveries for military use. Application of these discoveries for military use. So when they're talking about all the stuff they can do in the medical field, uh, you know, um, enhancing neural pathways and things like that, it goes through the military industrial complex first. All that, all that good stuff comes a little way later. Military and, and military is thinking about how do we destroy the enemy? How do we, I, I wouldn't even say they would say, how do we protect our citizenry anymore? Because they're mutilating and, and torturing their citizenry to protect others, but it's like a lottery system. Like if I would have been picked to target, like somebody else would have been targeted in my place, and then I would have been protected that they would be killed. So I'm being killed to protect, you know, it's just a lottery. Like, okay, we're going to protect some of the citizens, but we're going to grab a bunch of them at random and torture them and experiment on them to protect, you know, some the random ones left. The world is insane, bottom line. All right, um, blah, blah, blah. DARPA's primary constituents are the military services and American warfighters. DARPA's primary constituents are the military services and American warfighters. The agency's goal is to provide these constituents with the capabilities to perform their complex duties and to quickly and effectively recover from adverse events and also to destroy their enemies, which domestically now, uh, people who are picked for false, false flag scenarios uh, lied about, we have become enemies of the state, even though we didn't do anything wrong we are still considered enemies while we're being experimented on. Um, and that's, that's a fact. We are, we are, because we have to be labeled something like enemies of the state for them to be allowed to do this to us. No, I mean, not really, because the, the, the non-consensual human experimentation laws, which are, it's, the, the law is basically this. If, if somebody has a high enough clearance they can non-consensually human they, they can non-consensually experiment on anybody they want in America. The, for America, the, the the experiment laws are if you have a high enough clearance, you can experiment on any American that you want. That's the laws still stand like that. They stand it like that after World War II. They are still like that. The, the law basically what I just said, high enough clearance, you can experiment on anybody. Now, people, people, see how dangerous that is. And I know target individuals that are watching this, you do. But other people who are not hit by this directly, please, 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 please. All right. Um, where was I? Hold on one second. I actually had to, uh, before I started making this video, I, uh, I took, I, I'm not going to show you all, but I have the copper scrubbies and they're put into a Ziploc bag and then two, uh, two grocery bags. And I put them down my pants because if I don't, uh, my attackers will just start hitting me with external, uh, external microwaves in the groin. And so I took it off this morning uh, to go to the store because like, if I'm walking around, it's not as bad. And I came back and I hadn't put it back in. And I was like, well, I'll just do the video. 
I, you know, I was just thinking, I'll just do the video without that. And like about two minutes after I thought that, they just started hitting me in the groin as hard as possible. So I actually actually had to put it back on. I mean, that's and that's called tertiary or secondary torture. For me to have to wear that crap in, in the front of my pants all the time, and it's not comfortable at all, like when you're sitting down. I have to shift, and it's just not comfortable. So that's the kind of crap that target individuals have to go through, which you guys know. It does kind of help when I'm just like, okay, okay, and I'm just loud and I keep going, like my nervous system uh, can't really catch up. All right. While DARPA itself does not conduct scientific research, the agency's program managers and directors, whose expertise spans diverse scientific and military fields, are highly immersed in the scientific research community as well as the U.S. military community, which are kind of the same things because the U.S. military is just researching on citizens, you know, cutting them off with microwaves and, you know, just electromagnetic pulses to the brain and the nervous system. Good times. Um, through interactions with these communities, uh, DARPA assesses current needs and state-of-the-art scientific and technological achievements and identifies areas in which groundbreaking advances could revolutionize national security capabilities. That's some evidence right there, guys. That's some foundational evidence. Through interactions with these communities, which communities? U.S. military community and scientific research community. DARPA assesses current needs and state-of-the-art scientific and technological advancements and, uh, and identifies areas in which groundbreaking advances could revolutionize national security capabilities. Yeah. Through these programs, DARPA funds research and development efforts conducted by a broad spectrum of industry, academic, and other government uh, organizations. These efforts range from fundamental scientific exploration to development of prototype technological devices with specific end-user applications. Mm -hmm. Additionally, DARPA facilitates transition and opera, opera, operationalization of successful results from its programs for military and commercial use. In recent, uh, in recent years, DARPA has supported highly innovative research in the field of neuroscience, fostering multidisciplinary collaborations among neurobiologists, neuropsychologists, mathematicians, and engineers. The goals of these efforts span four major challenges. Detect, develop diagnostics, models, and devices to characterize and mitigate threats to the human brain. Yeah, right. Emulate, leverage inspiration from functional brain networks to efficiently synthesize information. That's an important one. Emulate, leverage inspiration from functional brain networks to efficiently synthesize information. What are they doing to us? They are receiving signals from the brain and the nervous system. Leverage inspiration, they're saying it in this funky way. That emulate to emulate the brain, the human brain, and the, and the human nervous system. Like so, with uh, AI technologies, 
and automated software. They're trying to make these networks, uh, you know, emulate the human brain, neural networks and things like that. Leverage inspiration from functional brain networks. Leverage inspiration from functional brain networks. Where are they getting those functional brains? Who are they, who are they experimenting on? Whose functional brains are they experimenting on? Just ask yourself that question. Functional brain networks. Functional brain networks. That has to be inside of a human brain. Target individuals are saying they're being hit by shit. Their brain's being messed with. What, what brains? What brains are they looking at to do that? Restore. Reestablish behavioral and cog cognitive function lost as a result of the injury to brain or body. That's the good stuff. Improve, develop brain in the loop systems to accelerate training and improve functional behaviors. Also, what they're not saying here, uh, and they wouldn't say, is degrade. Uh, develop brain in the loop systems to decelerate training and in, um, in what's, what's the opposite of improve? Um, destroy functional behaviors. Go the other way. These things are done in this positive way they're saying right here. Military industrial, industrial complex is really involved. DARPA is part of the military industrial complex. They're just doing positive stuff, right? Please listen to targeted individuals. Please listen to us. Please listen to us. Please listen to us. Listen to us. Listen to us. All right. Of relevance to this special issue, many of DARPA's investments in neuroscience have encompassed the development of novel BCI technologies. These DARPA-funded efforts have enabled new neural interface technologies for detecting multi-scale and multi-region brain function in real time. These DARPA-funded efforts have enabled new neural interface technologies, new neural interface technologies, new neural interface technologies, new neural interface technologies, new neural interface technologies for detecting multi-scale and multi-region brain function in real time as well as complex mathematical algorithms that emulate the translation of neural activity into activity in downstream brain areas and resulting behavioral functions. Did, did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? That is this stuff that DARPA is, has created, has flowed into the protocols that they are using. They want to see how brain function, how that's going to flow into behavior. What are the angles of what they are doing to us? Algorithms. Algorithms. You hear Brian too talking about, uh, um, oh God, I can't, can't think. Uh, the hypergame theory. The hypergame theory. That's what that is. Taking that complex mathematical algorithms that emulate the translation of neural activity into activity in downstream brain areas and resulting behavioral functions. This is a great, this is. This exists, this exists, and it's it's what's being done to target individuals only twisted into negative, into negative. They're seeing how negative things can can make people have certain behavioral functions, and how the neural, like how neural function goes into that with, with complicated mathematical algorithms. Uh, together, these neural interfaces and mathematical models are integrated into BCI systems that can restore and or facilitate near natural neural and behavioral function. 
So these neural interfaces, okay, let me let me do what's happening in targeted individuals because uh, it's you know the, the opposite of this because if it can do the good thing, it can do the bad thing. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. Together, these neural interfaces and mathematical models are integrated into BCI systems that can destroy and or uh, and or facilitate. That's not right. Near natural neural and behavioral function. So it can do bad stuff to natural neural and behavioral function. If it can do good stuff, it can restore, facilitate. Uh, it can facilitate healing. Then it can destroy. And it can degrade, which is like what my brain feels like from this torture. And my brain feels degraded. My nervous system feels degraded. Like I shake constantly all the time. Like if I bend down to get something, my legs will start shaking because so many artificial signals are being pumped into my brain, my nervous system, then down to my extremities and back to the point that they want to affect or whatever they want to do. My, my nervous system is just completely overwhelmed by artificial signals like artificial electromagnetic impulses to the brain and the nervous system. So when I bend down to get something, my legs start doing this. All right, guys, I've got to stay high energy because I'll, I'll get really, uh, I'll get shaky if I don't. So bear with me here. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at adapting to stuff. I, I've got to say, God has given me some strength on that. He's really, uh, oh, I wanted to say, Let's see, let's see how long. I'll go to two hours, guys, and I'll I'll keep it. Um, I'll do a part two. I'm gonna go to two hours and then I'll do a part two because this is really long. It's a lot longer, but I want to go through all this information. I feel it's important to go through all this information. But what I wanted to say real quick is I wanted to say that um, I was thinking it's 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 December. It's December. It's the beginning of December. And I don't know if y'all remember, but last November, not this November, but last November, I was doing the November video marathon. And I was actually like, when I was doing that November video marathon, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a video every day of the month of November, because this is it. I said, this is it. My body's about to get out. You know, my brain just, I, I, I can't think anymore. I can't remember things. I'm going to have to do this November video marathon. And then I, I'm not going to be able to do anymore. A year later, a year later, there has to be a God. There has to be a God because a year later, I'm still doing this. You know, I'm still making videos. We're still going. We're still going strong. Crotch up. Dab on them haters. Dab on them haters. I've been watching too much PewDiePie. Um, Okay, uh, DARPA's initial investments in BCI began in 1974 under the closed-coupled man-machine systems, later renamed Bio-Cybernetics Program. This program investigated the application of human physiological signals, including brain signals, as measured non-invasively using either EEG or magnetoencephalography, MEG to enable direct communication between humans and machines. Listen to this. When I say, now, people would say that's crazy, right? I know you TIs wouldn't. You other TIs who are watching this. When I say somebody on my shift work, they are connecting their brain to a computer, and then it's that signal is going to me. Listen to this. This is a great, I'm definitely doing a part two because I'm not going to be able to get through all this today. This, they're admitting that this, 
this exists. And then you listen to what targeted individuals say. You put those things together. Boom. This is good evidence. Yes. Eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. <laughs> listen to this. This program investigated the application of human physiological signals, including brain signals, as measured non-invasively using either EEG or magnetoencephalography. That's that's electromagnetic magnetoencephalography. That's electromagnetic pulses to do that to enable direct communication between humans and machines, and to monitor neural states associated with vigilance, fatigue, emotions, decision-making, perception, and general cognitive ability. There it is. The program yielded notable advancements such as detailed understanding of single trial sensory evoked responses in the EEG of human participants. The detailed understanding of single trial sensory evoked responses. They're trying to get responses out of us. Does this sound similar? Does this sound similar? It sounds like something somebody was researching. Like, well, we got to we got to do mass experimentation to to uh, figure out this angle of it. Um, wow. The program yielded no. Oh, all right, there. Uh, these efforts demonstrated that neural activity in responses to visual checkerboard stimuli alternating at different frequencies at each of four fixation points could be decoded in real time and used to navigate a cursor through a simple maze. In 2002, DARPA took a deeper dive into the field of BCI by launching its brain-machine interface program, shortly followed by the human-assisted neural devices hand program. These early programs tackled a wide array of BCI challenges, including sensory motor control of prosthetic devices, facilitation of memory encoding, decoding of visual inputs, decoding of visual inputs, decoding of visual inputs. So when a target individual says, it feels like my visuals are being watched because my B2K is responding to what I'm visualizing. There it is right there. There it is right there. There it is. Boom, there it is right there. Facilitation of memory encoding, decoding of visual inputs. Decoding of visual inputs, decoding of visual inputs. Boom, right there, right there. And if you can decode, if you can decode, you can look at a brain function and decode what they're visualizing. And I'm, I mean, I've lived through this, so I'm just saying it to people who maybe don't understand anything about this. That's how I'm going to do these videos, just people who have no idea. But if you can decode a visual in, an input from a brain, then you can place a visual input. Anything that you can read from the brain, you can put back. Boom! All right. Um, now, where was I? Da, 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 da. Okay, um, okay, decoding of visual inputs, development of dynamic neural decoding algorithms, development of dynamic neural decoding algorithms, as well as the 
as well as the development of new devices for high-resolution neural imaging. These DARPA-funded efforts provided many of the foundational discoveries and technologies that have enabled more recent developments in this field. Exactly what I'm saying. The DARPA research and development, that's where all this crap, they take things that DARPA have researched, and then they're like, okay, well, let's mass study. Let's do mass experimentation. Take this out into the field and not consensually rape people and torture them so that we'll uh, be practicing some of this, uh, you know, decoding of visual inputs, decoding what we're visually thinking. And this doesn't even, I mean, this, this information is even including like microwave hearing, like D2K and stuff like that. This is just the remote neural manipulation portion of our torture. This review highlights several recent and ongoing DARPA-funded programs that are aimed at utilizing BCI to either restore neural and behavioral function following injury to the brain or to improve human performance through intervention during training or operational tasks, notably under President Obama's brain research through advancing innovative neurotechnologies initiative, his brain initiative, President Obama's Brain Research Through Advancing Innovative Neurotechnologies Initiative announced in April 2013. So Obama was clearly involved in picking this up and in, in picking, getting more targeted individuals in there. Bro, neuro, neurotechnology. He's, uh, uh. <laughs> um, Announced in April 2013, DARPA is currently supporting new research efforts. DARPA? DARPA is currently supporting new research efforts aimed at the development of novel BCI technologies for restoring function in human clinical populations with either neuropsychiatric or memory dysfunction. The goals of these new programs will be described further in the conclusion of this review. Further research, further research. Who are they researching on? 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 All right, uh, DARPA BCI efforts to restore neural and behavioral function. Let's see, let's see how. 116. I'll go to like one, one and a half hours and then I'll do, I wonder if I can remember where this is. Oh, let's see. Oh, it's really long. It's really long. Hold on, I may find. I may go down. No, we need to read all of it. I may. I may have to do three videos on this. Four. I may have to do part four. We need to read all this. This is important information. And holy cow, this thing is really long. Are you breathing through the nose? Wait, read which. Go to two hours. I'm going to two hours, guys. Going to two hours. High five. High five. High five. Going to two hours. Going to two hours. Spider-Man. Oh, then stretch. Oh.
And then smoke. Let me just read through this because this is the the uh, 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 this is the positive stuff. This is the positive stuff about it that it can restore neural and behavioral function, which they're doing in us. The opposite, they are disintegrating neural and behavioral function uh, to us. I guess to see how taking it apart, taking it apart, back engineering. If they want to put it put it back together, they got to see how to rip it apart, right? On some innocent citizens all over the world. Cheers, cheers, Satanists who are involved in this program. How Satan? Is Satan good? He'll see you in hell when you die. All right. DARPA BCI efforts to restore neural and behavioral function. Recent and ongoing DARPA programs supporting the development of BCI technologies to restore neural and behavioral function include revolutionizing prosthetics, reorganization and plasticity to accelerate injury recovery, restorative encoding memory integration neural device, restorative encoding memory integration neural device, and reliable neural interface technology, reliable neural interface technology, which would be the neuro weapons, uh, the neuro weapons that interface with our brain and our nervous system. These programs are complementary and synergistic, leveraging novel techniques to interface with the nervous system, providing new fundamental approaches to modeling the nervous system, to modeling the nervous system, and enabling direct communication with the brain, body, and environment. Let me read that again. These programs are complementary and synergistic, leveraging novel techniques to interface with the nervous system, providing new fundamental approaches to modeling the nervous system, modeling, mapping, mapping the nervous system, mapping the brain, and enabling direct communication with the brain, body, and environment. For the application of actuation, Revolutionizing prosthetics is translating state-of-the-art BCI systems to restore sensory motor function in humans, and repair is utilizing animal models to advance neural decoder capabilities through the incorporation of multi-scale dynamic models that, that account for the brain's plastic changes uh, underlying sensory motor function during learning or following injury. The BCI system developed by the Remind program targets a different neurobehavioral system, memory, and has demonstrated the improvement and restoration of performance on memory tasks in animal models. Finally, the RE-NET program is addressing challenges involved in developing safe, robust BCI systems for chronic use and is applicable to a broad spectrum of BCI applications. Now, my memory sucks. My, I used to have a photographic memory when I was a kid, and then it maybe got a little bit worse, but I could remember any, any actor's name. I could remember anybody who I'd met. I could remember their face, their name, everything. Photographic memory now, I can barely remember what I did yesterday. So for me, this, this uh, neural manipulation, the remote neural manipulation is harming my memory. It's harming, har harming my memory and... Um, degrading my memory. So that's great that they're using it to repair memory. Can always be done the other way. And that's what they're doing to many targeted individuals around the world.
Revolutionizing Prosthetics. The Revolutionizing Prosthetics Program began in 2006 with a vision of restoring near natural dexterity for people with, a, with loss of upper limb control. The objective was to allow wounded warrior amputees to improve quality of life, maximize function and independence, enable activities of daily living, and return to service if desired. DARPA, DARPA embarked on this challenge in response to the increased incidence of amputations and injuries to the nervous system suffered by service members. Major upper extremity disabilities are a significant problem for the Department of Defense. Between 2000 and 2011, there were nearly 6,000 amputations of service members within the U.S. Armed Forces, with over two-thirds of these instances involving upper extremity amputations. Approximately 16.5% of the amputees returned to active duty, uh, with return to duty rates of single amputees reaching 20%. Therefore, there is a need uh, for functional solutions that enable service members to deliver high performance. In addition to amputees, the Revolutionizing Prosthetics Program also serves individuals with loss of upper extremity function as a result of spinal cord injury. It is estimated that there are nearly 300,000 individuals, including with S, uh, SCI, with approximately 12,000 new cases every year. So, that, I mean, that's good stuff. That's, that's good stuff, and we need to be doing that, but I don't see why we need to torture and uh, remote neural manipulate non-consensually a bunch of innocent citizens around the world. I think that we could come up with those advancements without... And see, I don't even think our experimentation is going into that. I think they can already do that. I think they can already, like, they can already get somebody artificial signals to move prosthetic limbs. I think they're going further, and it's not about that anymore. It's about, like, how do we control people? How do we hurt people and torture them? How do we, you know, mess with their beliefs? How do we do – but they could, they could still be studying to – get like maybe two percent you notice how i keep going down that two percent good stuff two percent good stuff murdering many people torturing many people and you know experimenting on uh, children children babies in the womb to get these a uh, two percent trickle of good stuff and that is not like when i say that when i say they're experimenting on little kids from one to five from it's, it's all the way from baby in the womb to 100 years old and maybe more because there, there may be some people targeted that are like 105 years old. Every, everybody on that spectrum in many different cultures are being targeted. That is not, that's not just some kind of claim that comes out of my, that is like for real. That's for real. Prior to DARPA's investments in this area, there were few options for military personnel suffering from these disorders. Remarkably, one of the most commonly used solutions to upper extremity loss was a split hook prosthetic developed in 1912. Evaluation of the state of the art revealed that very little progress has been made in prosthetic innovations since this time with meager advancement advances with the 1938 Becker design, National Academy of Science Artificial Limb Program of 1945, and the available one degree of freedom DOF hands that were on the market in early 2000s. DARPA responded to the lack of advanced prosthetic limb options for upper extremity amputees with a two-pronged de uh, development strategy. Both efforts focused on developing modular arm systems that could provide support to a variety of amputees, including transradial, transhumeral, as well as full shoulder disarticulation. 
development of these prosthetic limbs involved highly demanding specifications that mimic attributes and capabilities of real human arms, including weight, shape, and grip strength. Two teams of investigators, DEKA and the Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory, JHU slash APL, took on the task of designing and assembling these next generation arms to meet the program demands. The advanced DARPA arm systems, one with 10 and the other with 17 miniature motors, enabled replication of near natural hand and arm movements and are available to the research and clinical communities. Additionally, a virtual arm system is available for prototyping. In addition to the arms themselves, uh, the revolutionizing prosthetics program also produced innovations in the user control interface, since the diversity and loss of upper extremity function was high among military personnel, the control interfaces had to provide multiple options such as the user could use the solution most appropriate to their own needs, thus leading to personalized medicine. The first control interface developed a revolutionizing prosthetics program was a non-invasive control modality that does not require surgical procedures. It consists of inertial measurement units that could be placed on the shoes, as well as pressure bump switches that could be attached to the torso. Movement of the inertial units enabled actuation of all of the degrees of freedom, while the bump switches enabled changes in the arm modes, hand grips, for example. The use of these interfaces was well received by the prosthetic limb users and over 7,000 among 77 amputees and quadriplegics have been logged during pilot testing. Other viable approaches for peripheral control of these arm systems include the electromyogram, targeted muscle reinnervation, as well as nerve interfaces such as implanted myoelectric sensors. In May 2014, the DEKA arm system received U.S. Food and Drug Administration approval. Initial input control uh, modalities in this approval include inertial and EMG control. Efforts are ongoing to make these systems available to military and civilian personnel. Beyond the use of inertial or EMG control, revolutionizing prosthetics has provided transformative innovations in direct brain control of prosthetic limbs that enable human users to think about moving in much the same way they would control their own arm to actuate the prosthetic arm systems. I know I went through a lot about the prosthetic limbs, but this is very important for the way that, uh, you know, that it's been developed to interact with the nervous system in the brain using electromagnetic pulses and things like that. This also goes into, uh, now I, I don't have this done. I do get the inner voice thing. Uh, so that's kind of a, I think that's like a subliminal V2K, but you know, a lot of, a lot of targeted individuals like cannot control their arm movements, their attackers are controlling their arm movements, and that would go right into the sending signals to the brain to actually control motor functions uh, and, um, and for speech. Where was I? An arm actually, this line of research and development involved real-time recording and decoding of motor cortical signals to provide research participants with uh, tetraplegia, the ability to control up to 10 DOF with the prosthetic arm systems. Directions of function, I think. The main enablers for near natural control include microelectroarrays for recording brain signals 
and complex algorithms to translate neural activity into commands for the motors throughout the prosthetic arm system. In the revolutionizing prosthetics program, single unit neuronal recordings have been achieved in a human clinical patient human clinical patient via the implantation of two intracortical microelectroarrays, microelectrode arrays, Black Rock Microsystems, Salt Lake City, Utah, each with 96 electrode shanks. The 44 millimeter times 45, 40, the four millimeter times four millimeter assembly was implanted into the participant's motor cortex and connected uh, percutaneously through the use of two head-mounted pedestals using preoperative structural and functional MRI and magnetoencephalography to identify hand and finger activation areas in M1 for the purpose of decoding grass behaviors. The arrays were implanting 40, 14 millimeter apart through the use of a stereotaxic surgical navigation system. Uh, the combined the combined signals from these arrays allowed for the simultaneous recording of over 250 unique single units, which were then processed in real time to ultimately send commands to move the JHU APL prosthetic limb. The recorded signals passed through a BlackRock Microsystems NeuroPort data acquisition system, which converted neuronal firing rate 30 millisecond at 30 milliseconds something, into a functional mapping for prosthetic limb commands in endpoint velocity space. Real-time visual feedback from the prosthetic limb to the participant enabled closed-loop control. The participant achieved control of the arm in three uh, direction of function, I think, endpoint of the wrist. Within two weeks of implantation, it began operating on seven direction of, of function within five weeks. Depending on the types of signals acquired from the brain, single neuron versus electrocorticogram, new population vector decoding methodologies and shared control architectures needed to be developed to allow users to initialize their control of the system and then adaptively learn to obtain increasing control of a greater number of degrees of freedom. Applying such methodologies to novel behavioral par paradigms revolutionizing prosthetics efforts uh, have further elucidated the neural mechanisms underlying human tool interaction. These discoveries have enabled a deeper understanding of how the brain represents motor control, environmental cues, object interaction, and perception of neuroprosthetic control. Performance was established both in terms of completion of various reach and grasp pass, and also by way of evaluation against functional metrics such as the action research arm test, a clinical outcome measure derived from the stroke rehabilitation community. Okay, I'll go a little bit further. We'll probably stop on the next big uh, new, oh gosh, can't think. It's like my thoughts are stolen. They're just being, it's like they're being covered up, so I can't think them. The next big uh, new topic, I'll probably stop on that. 
and then I made you, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this whole thing because I think this is very important information, even the prosthetic limbs, because in some of this research, they were finding out how the nervous system works, how the brain sends signals, how they can send artificial signals to actually do this. And that research flows into other stuff and then flows into brain to computer interface studies and then in research and then flows into what we're going through with remote neural manipulation, non-consensually. Like the, the computer has this interface, humans have control of the computer to interface with my brain and my nervous system and it's rape because I did not, I did not consent to having a computer, to having a bi-directional stream of energy connect with my nervous system, my brain. It is rape. It's rape and murder. Okay. Yeah. So let's go, um, let's go to the next. Oh shoot, my grounding. My grounding, my grounding's coming up. I got it back on that. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, got it. <laughs> now I got to drink Rebel. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna, This is really long though, so it might be like five parts. I'll do a long live. Should on the next one so I can get through most of it. I'll do like a three hour live stream or something like that. And then we can take breaks. I'll take breaks and come into the chat and we can talk about other stuff, then go back to this, maybe a four hour live stream. I don't know. What's today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. I'm not making any promises, but either Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, <laughs> I'll do that live stream. And then when we get done, like, I know it'll be long, but um, when we get done, it'll be, you know, some nice part, nice parts, and we'll just, I'll, I'll be discussing how all of this relates to us, because this research and development by DARPA definitely, definitely, definitely relates to what we're going through. It's research and development that is now mass produced with these, um, with these platforms, and then they're, they're doing stuff with the remote neural manipulation, things to our body, things to our brain, um, you know, in, injecting pain, I mean, artificial pain and stuff like that. So it's definitely related to us where, where this, this research and development went. To continue to push the frontier of the intersection between brain science and technology and deliver the most natural arm systems, DARPA researchers have laid the foundation for adding the next generation of neuroprosthetic control by exploring the restoration of the sense of touch. Constructing closed-loop complete sensory motor systems is essential for identifying objects, manipulating objects, and even grasping objects in the absence of vision. Some of the first steps in developing these next-generation interfaces have involved uh, investigating how the non-human primate brain encodes sensory information provided via natural means, uh, tactile stimulation of the subject's own fingers, and comparing that to the psychometric evaluation of the encoding of sensory information delivered through cortical stimulation. These efforts explored simple uh, precepts of touch as well as complex encoding of slip and texture. For the revolutionizing prosthetics program, a series of experiments were performed at the University of Chicago 
to demonstrate safety of chronically implanted uh, stimulating electrode arrays in the somatosensory cortex of non-human primates. And I'm sure they've done it to human primates. The implant configuration consisted of two 100-channel uh, sputtered iridium oxide film-tipped uh, Utah electrode arrays connected via Seraport connectors to a Serostim R96 stimulator, all manufactured by BlackRock Microsystems. Stimulation was delivered to three non-human primates at 300 hertz across a range of charge amplitudes duty cycles and interval durations. Sensory stimulation was performed for four hours per day over a period of six months. The results revealed no deficits in fine motor control and demonstrated safety of the electrode tissue interface in tandem with the safety study. In tandem with the safety study, an efficacy study was also uh, performed at University of Chicago to characterize the relationship between mechanical and electrical stimulation on tactile tasks. This is getting boring. Uh, using both a 96 electrode Seroff tipped UEA implanted in the hand representation of Broadman's area one and two 16 electrode floating microelectrode arrays. Microprose for Life Sciences, uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland. Targeting the hand region in Broadman's area 3B, the implants and corresponding stimulation via Serostim uh, stimulator were used in a series of electrical detection tasks and compared against mechanical detection tasks. It was demonstrated that electrical stimulation sent in response to tactile stimulation of the prosthetic finger showed equivalent detection performance to mechanical stimulation of the native finger. Uh, with a psychometric curve function defining the relationship between mechanical and electrical sensation for use in subsequent stimulation uh, experiments. Hmm? What are they saying? Big words. Uh, the combined suite of safety and efficacy data has been critical in the support of FDA investigational device exemption. The combined suite of safety and FC data has been critical in the support of FDA investigational device exemption approval for testing in human clinical populations. So they're using some of these stimulation devices and saying it's not dangerous. The FDA is saying it's not dangerous and they can use them on human clinical populations. Are they saying these human clinical populations are, you know, consenting to it? Probably not. Probably not. The ultimate vision for transitioning these efforts for clinical use is to enable signals from sensors on prosthetic fingers to be translated into stimulation signals delivered directly to the sensory cortex, enabling patients to feel when their prosthetic hand touches objects. This transition from visually driven closed loop control to full sensory motor closed loop control is anticipated to enable increased user control of prosthetic limbs with faster response times and near natural sensation during performance of tasks with occluded views of those that require tactical feedback. Uh, it is hoped that these advances will continue to improve independence and quality of life after injury 
in users of prosthetic lens. to continue this i might just do i'm going to do a really long live stream and so y'all can talk in the uh so y'all can chat in the chat room and not be bored to death but i really i need to go through all this stuff because this is like darpa's research which is you know a lot of this was the precursors to the full protocols that they are working on us now they they microwave people for a long time you know since the 1950s actually uh, with implants, uh, Project Project Moonstruck, you know, looking at that, the CIA in like 19, I think 1952 or 1953, uh, put implants in people and sent electromagnetic signals to those. Uh, now, without without uh, implants, well, they've been they've been uh, you know microwaving people with implants for a long time, and then eventually got to where where people don't need implants with nanoparticulates and nanotechnology. Um, but so let's let's read this diagram and I'll I'll go ahead and read what's under it, but then I'm gonna go ahead and and wrap this up. This will be part one, and then I'll do a just a long live stream whenever I'm feeling energy and try and get through as much of it as I can. Um hopefully hopefully it's not just about prosthetic lens, but this this is where a lot of this stimulation of the nervous system came from from a lot of this research. So um so S1M1, so where, where does it start? So it's a loop. So let's start at the brain. Recorded signals from M1. Go to the recorded signals of the brain, then decode motor intent, and that moves the robotic arm. Re-sensor output from arm. So it reads the sensor output of what's touching and things like that, and then it converts it to stimulus pulses, and then it electrically stimulates another area of the brain. So to give you, like, if you had a prosthetic limb, you could touch this computer and you would feel it. You'd actually feel it like I'm touching it now, and normally I'm getting those signals in my brain. So it's pretty amazing. I wish they were only doing incredibly cool stuff with this, um, with this technology, but they are not. They're doing some horrifying, satanic horribleness. Download, download full-size image. Uh, so figure one, idealized bi-directional brain. Idealized bi-directional brain computer interface for closed-loop prosthetic control. Neural correlate, correlates of motor intent are recorded from electrode arrays implanted in motor areas of the brain, such as the primary motor cortex. The signals are decoded and used to control the movement of the prosthetic arm. Sensors on the robotic arm detect information on touch via contacts with external objects and or uh, proprioception via movement and position of the prosthetic limb. Outputs from these sensors are then converted to patterns of stimulus pulses that are delivered via implanted electrode arrays to sensory regions of the brain, such as primary som somatosensory cortex. Okay. All right, guys, I think I'm going to stop there. Uh, you know, I'll definitely go through more of this. That's a good place to stop so I can see the picture and know where I, where I, know, know where I stopped. But look how long this is. I want to get 
we need to go through some of that stuff about the um you know the robotic limbs we need to go through that stuff because it'll later on i think they talk about what what that kind of developed into uh with neural networks and and uh you know getting signals from the brain and everything like that uh, it's really long Might just go down to narrative networks. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's really, really long. I'd have to do like a oh in there. I could get a lot of it. I, I could do a live stream and y'all could chat and um I could read through a lot of it. I really want to go through this and I wanna just, you know, when I see stuff that really because there's some stuff in here that you can tell was a precursor and precursor research to what we're going through. When they talk about signals to the brain, they talk about, you know, artificial pain signals or where you can control pain signals by uh, interaction with the brain. Or you, can, you can reduce pain signals or you can in, uh, uh, increase pain signals and things like that. Um, so it's pretty important information. I think I just want to go through it all. Um, I make a bunch of videos anyway, so if I made like three or four parts to this, um, I, I really think it's important. It's important information, but everybody check out DARPA Neural Networks. Um, this was really, I guess, the, the most insight I found. Well, there's a lot of insight in this. Um, but this was one thing that a lot of people say that Obama's brain initiative really had nothing to do with what we're going through and it, it definitely definitely did i mean and this this kind of proves it right here where was it i guess i did read a lot of this today okay here it is so um notably under president obama's brain research through advanced innovative neurotechnologies initiative announced in april 2003 darpa is currently supporting new research efforts aimed at the development of novel bci technologies for restoring function in human clinical populations with either neuro neuropsychiatric or memory dysfunction the goals of these new programs will be described further in the conclusion of the review they just don't say what they do like to to learn about this to research and develop how to fix how to fix a memory impairment or anything like that they have to do a lot of research on screwing it up, like on screwing seeing it, or maybe maybe that doesn't flow into the, into that um, you know that research. But you know the research being done on us is is destroying us. Learning how to destroy us, learning about what behaviors when we're tortured that we'll do, and it's it's all negative. It's it's all negative. Like the research and development done to us, non-consensual, uh, you know, non-consensually experiment. Uh, Non-consensually, uh, oh, works hard, works hard. Um, the people going through this non-consensually, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's destroying my life. It's hurt my family. I don't speak to them nearly as much as I want to. Um, and I can't, you know, I can't work because of it. Um, so it's it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, guys. But all right, guys. Um, I guess that, that's all for this one. And I'm going to come back with a part two on it.
Uh, I might end up skipping down to the narrative networks part. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But I hope y'all got something out of this more foundational, just foundational proof of what DARPA was working with and then what target individuals are talking about. We're talking about, uh, you know, our extremities being controlled. We're talking about pain to the nervous system. We're talking about these things. And they're saying this has been researched. And we know that signals, you don't need an electrode in the brain nowadays to send a signal to the brain. They have completely, that was like in 19, you know, 70 that they need an electrode in the brain. I don't even, I think even then they could, you know, remotely pulse the nervous system in the brain, but they just weren't talking about it. Um, all right, guys, I hope y'all got some information, some knowledge. I hope, uh, I hope I made it. Uh, halfway not boring because it's kind of boring. I mean, there's so much good stuff that comes from it. There's so much bad stuff that's coming from this technology. It should not be boring. It should be the most important thing we're talking about because we're talking about our brain and our nervous system and being in control of it in the future. Like not letting uh, corporations and the military industrial complex and the hierarchy that really wants to depopulate us the lottery system depopulate. We don't want to put this in, in their hands so they can decide whose brain is controlled and who's not, or if anybody's left with control of their brain. Yeah. Oh God, this this stuff, man. All right, guys, but I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I, I hope y'all are finding some comfort. Um, I love you guys. Let's keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Fight until I can't fight no more. I mean, that's that's what I was thinking this morning and yesterday. I'll 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 uh, try and boost my positivity. Maybe meditate. Maybe play video games because I like video games. Um, all right, guys. I'll see y'all in the next one. I love y'all. Um, and I just hope y'all are finding comfort. You know, stay strong. This is hell. It's insanity. Um, I might, I might, you know, you know, not doing anything crazy or violent, um, but I'm thinking of some things where I could maybe call the FCC or call the FBI and do some videos about that. I need to check into the legal ramifications of that. Maybe talk to an FBI agent and ask them if I could do a YouTube video talking to them. I don't know. Or uh, DHS fusion centers or something. But we'll, we'll think of stuff. Everybody's thinking of stuff. You guys be creative. Um, this is a good way. It's a good way to cry out to society that we need help to do these videos, to get it out there. Uh, it makes me feel better, like I'm putting information out there, getting information to you guys. So even if it, it may not get to a bunch of non-targeted individuals, at least y'all are strengthening your foundational understanding of where these programs came from. And, and you, we, we get a more solid understanding of what's happening to us uh, by, by doing that. And knowledge is power. Knowledge is definitely power in this. So the more we know about what's happening to us, like if I didn't remote neural manipulation, if I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not getting any, any mind stuff. They're just hitting me externally. I could have never figured out the grounding on my leg and that artificial signals were going from the brain down to my extremities. So the more that I knew about this, the more that I was able to find something that actually defended, that helped me because, you know, we, we we still have so much unknown things that can help that can help to stop this you know so many things out there that we haven't even figured out yet all right guys i will see you on the next one um 
you guys hang in there and stay strong. Um, all right, and I'll see you on the next one.
Are you fucking god?